0: Hey there! Uh, this podcast was recorded right on the first Fan First Friday and I'm releasing it now on the second Fan First Friday It got delayed because I had a medical thing happen like immediately into July and it put me out of commission for like a week or so. Uh, I'm all better now and I decided I'm not going to cut anything out of this one because it's all cute to listen to. Us like wondering what a Back to the Future Transformer might be uh, Me complaining about Rotorstorm's head being wrong when they just confirmed they're actually got, they are actually got a really nice looking new one we're going to talk about in episode episode 588 after this i would continue rambling about this stuff how cute we are and naive but instead uh, i'm just gonna cut right to aaron making some noises 27
1: 8 9 30, 1, 2 3 that should give you plenty
0: of little ticks I was curious how long that would go on for if we just yeah. keep going until I got bored with it. <laughs> like everyone left. I don't know what Aaron's doing. Aaron's broken. <laughs> he's just twelve <laughs> he's minutes just 48, 49. <laughs> Like he's like that
2: when we started the call. We don't know what went wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I just I turned it on. I just heard eight, nine. I'm like oh, I guess he he saw me show up on Discord, huh? He he keeps he he's still going. We check back a week later. he'd <laughs> Find a number station sound good. and
1: loop that into the audio and walk away. What the is going
2: on down there?
0: All right. So step one. All right. Step four. We're going to talk to you about Transformers today. <clears throat> step two. Uh, TJ's here. Hey TJ, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Um, oh, pretty good, pretty good. Step three. Aaron, you're you're uh, you're joining us for this podcast. <laughs> yes, I am. And uh, step one. Hi everyone. Welcome to WTF at TFW. Um, I'm I'm uh, I'm here to host a podcast, and with me today is, uh, so we've got a topic list going on here. Um, Aaron, I, I was just trying out a, trying out an approach that I heard about. Yeah, um, it's a terrible approach. It is. Terrible approach, but you know, now I can say I tried it. Uh, we, uh, I, I, we'll talk about this in a bit. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's fans first Friday, and, uh, and I thought, ooh, all of our sealed envelope talk in that last podcast. ha ha! you can hear what we thought before we knew about those things. Well, you know that what? aged <laughs> interestingly, that aged surprisingly well, <laughs> uh huh, which we'll, we'll we get to. Yeah, some of it I most of it did like literally just talking about the corpse toy is the only thing that got funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I thought that was, I was in...
2: so clever.
0: I I like that it's preserved because it, 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 you know what it is a weird name for that toy. And and now there's a new weird thing about it that I'm looking forward to reading out loud. But before we get there, just quickly let's uh, let's say did, did we get any transformers this week, Aaron? I'm starting with you because I know the answer. Nope. tried to get the
1: target two-pack
0: but uh oh that's out there isn't it yeah the seekers man i hope that we get a good venue for that in canada i can't remember if we've already confirmed or not if we are no
1: none, none of the end caps had it and frankly i wasn't going to go uh hunt it down uh too much just
0: due to trying to not be around plague ridden people it's a good idea um my, my new adventure I've been doing is I've been taking every few, um, every, every half block or so, I glance around and start taking a mental ratio of masks to no masks, because uh, that's a way to occupy my mind while I go for my groceries. Is there, interesting. Is
1: there a tip over point that has <clears throat> abandoned this task? Uh,
0: yeah, it's, it starts off great near where I live, thank goodness, uh, at a nice 60%, and it just starts tapering the more I get towards Young Blore. Uh, which is where I want to get my groceries from, because I really like H-Mart. <clears throat> so it's uh, it's an adventure. Um, I got something on topic I can talk about, but before I do, TJ, have you got anything on topic that you want to talk about getting a uh, hold of? Yeah, I actually do have something
2: on topic. All right. So, uh, HLJ had a nice sale going on. I saw... I
0: think- 10 minutes before it ended and I decided to not try to do anything crazy <laughs> yeah well they put it there's
2: one figure that I have had my eye on they've kept putting it on sale put it on sale like every time a sale's gone on like okay now I just feel bad for it so I'm adopting one now uh, I have the anime version of Big Convoy oh I saw that was on the Dang. list yeah because I never had the original I had the Nemesis that came out in Universe, so I'm familiar with the mold, but I've never had Big Convoy. And mm-hmm. me and my my very well documented love of translucent plastic was very happy to see this version. Mm-hmm. Most of that is removed. Um, looks great. Like, like it's really striking. Just like what the difference is with just all the solid plastic going on and the more. Know, bright and
0: colorful uh, aesthetic to match the cartoon. Yeah, that I, I I would actually really like to pick that one up sometime because I think it looks incredible, and I am kind of amazed that it's like just been lingering and been and and going on sale constantly because it looks oh, really good.
2: It's it's a, it's a weird it's it's one of those weird figures where I, I I don't know like you've got a certain level of nostalgia for it, but most have no idea what it is. So you got you got very little import market for something like that.
0: Yeah, but uh, he like, looks so striking, though. Uh,
2: yeah, he does. Like, big convoy's got a really unique look to him. Like, he's one of those toys where a lot in Beast Wars Neo relied too much on shell. He's got he's got a ton of it, of course, but he also is wearing it well. Mm-hmm. And the shell he has is utilized really well for launchers, hidden weapons, and massive shoulder spikes, which you know. That's a plus for me. But yeah. yeah, like it's been a while since I've handled the figure. I forgot. It's like really articulated for a Beast Wars figure. Like Beast Wars already had decent articulation, but this is where they
0: remembered bicep swivel, thigh swivel, ankle tilt. Yeah, that that I mean that toy was uh I feel that was a prestige import back in the, the incredibly early 2000s when I was starting to go to Valkons, and, and I got a hold of one in one of those first ones, and I was like, this is one of the nicest, like, also back, like, just looking even, uh, nicest looking, nicest to play with, like, the transformation has some garbage stuff to it, but, like, you know, considering some of the company kept by that toy, I was like, this transformation isn't even the worst, and I always felt it was kind of satisfying when you close up the mammoth shell, because he's just, he turns into a lump. But like an imposing lump, yeah, just solid
2: brick of plastic with tusks and a trunk, yeah, Mm -hmm. which which are still gimmicked. And I I was I oh I forgot that the tusks move too. Like that was actually kind of fun to goof around with. Now my one big concern with this was uh, shoulder stability because it's ball jointed shoulders, and that's a really massive gun that forms out of the top of the mammoth. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the big thing. I remember, I think I want to say my universe nemesis had problems with that. This guy's got the tightest ball joints I've ever felt. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I could hit him with an actual mammoth and he'd just be fine. Nothing would move. Oh,
0: I, I wonder. I wonder if that's like a positive vestige of whatever happened. Cause that, that toy came out around about the same, wasn't that like the same year or so as the, um, The Godfire Convoy reissue, that went really bad? Um, I want to say, no, this was after that, I think. Okay, because, I mean, one thing, only because someone in in my Discord recently got a hold of one and was mentioning some of the problems with tolerances, I'm like, I wonder if some of that tightness is just, like, whatever was going on with that one, maybe it carried over. I'm presuming,
2: Um, I'm presuming that they made sure the tolerances were really good on those shoulders because they wanted to make that Matrix Buster accessory? Yeah, but they had to move it
0: over to the toy version. Oh yeah, I forgot there was like a split. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, oh yeah, was a, there was a blue one too. I forgot about that too. Yeah, <laughs> it
2: was like okay, we really for some reason someone some designer at Takara said I really want a Matrix Buster accessory. Okay, well to actually get that crazy tooling out, you have to like sell the anime version and then sell this blue version. And yeah. if those do well enough, we can make the third version that has the cannon.
0: <laughs> I, you know what? I'm starting to see actually the scenario where this thing is still on sale and kind of lingering for a while. I mean, is if you st- if you if you were there at the because I, I know. I know I kind of checked out at a certain point of keeping up with all the big convoys, and I was just like, sometime I'm going to get that anime one. It looks good. And I could see someone going, like, this is too complicated. And (laughs) and then, like, just going and doing something else. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't
2: help, but like you said, like, there's three versions all released pretty close to each other. Yeah. Pretty much, it's very few people who are going to go after all three. Basically, just pick
0: your flavor. Uh, And if it was after Godfire Convoy... This is re- this is like weird. I'm talking about recent history, but because of time dilation, it feels like a long time ago. <laughs> but like, I feel I feel like if this was after Godfire Convoy, I could see tons of people also going. I am not early adopting that, and then forgetting about it by the time it comes out. Let's see,
2: okay, yeah, uh, on yeah, Godfire Convoy was early 2018. This was early 2019.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, that lines up. Then I, I bet you that was the case for some folks. I know that that Godfire Convoy reissue kind of shook me a bit with how badly it went. Like, it wasn't like it was busted, but, like, there was just so much potentially wrong with it. And then, like, mm-hmm. go, I'm not going to, like, name names right away because I don't know if they'd want me to. But a person in my Discord is saying, like, it's not like the toy feels bad. It just feels off. Okay. Like, it's it doesn't yeah. quite all fit together right.
2: We, we have to acknowledge that. Takara Tomy actually did release a public
0: apology for that toy. Yes, and they recalled it as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I recall correctly, well, if I recall correctly, that was because like the the electronics were installed backwards in one of them. <laughs> like it was something really ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. But, yeah, I they was trying to the remember b- sound effects. Yeah, I was trying to remember why the recall happened, and then I was like, right, the electronics were like backwards. But then um, the person in my Discord is, is, is saying, like, it's also things like the nothing seems to tab together, right? Um, another person mentioned that there were also reports of, like, Magnus coming with two of the same wings, so that when combined, the chest would look weird. Oh, no. Uh, and then I forgot about this. I, I remembered this when I read it from when the thing came out. But also, Prime's fist holes are too small, so the peg in Magnus's thumb doesn't plug into it, which means the handshake gimmick doesn't work.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Ugh. <laughs> and that's, like, a kind of a key for, I'd say, 15%, you know, 1-5% of the combination, because that's also, it's, like, it's like one of the coolest thematic moments of how that combination works. So Encore, like, did
2: they just, just take, like, the mold that Hasbro just abused the hell
0: out of for years and just run that? I don't know, like, just it, it sounds like lots went wrong. If the tolerances were too tight, that would tell me that maybe they tried to do corrective work on a mold that was busted if they only had the one to work with. Like, we don't know. But, yeah, the whole thing was a very mild debacle, but it was, like, as as uh, as high to the ceiling as mild can get is what it sounds like.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh like, and so it sounds like you can also get a hold of them for decent prices if you find them, because a lot of people are disappointed with the thing. If you don't care about electronics, then you're not worrying about the literal recall part. But then you're also probably having to do a bunch of work on, on pegs and tolerances. Uh, and if I recall correctly, there's a lot of pegs and tolerances on those two toys. Like, I don't want to do all that I work. I mean, they are combiners, and one has a super mode, and like that's, that's a whole lot of modes to cover. Yeah. But uh, I, I could totally see that kind of scuttling some of the pre-order goodwill on uh, on Big Convoy. I'm glad Big Convoy turned out fine. Like, I don't think I recall anyone saying that that toy went badly. Yeah, like, I remember
2: before going, like, even at the sales price, I was like, wait, 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 look, I, I remember Fire <laughs>
0: Convoy, let me just double check. <laughs> yeah, I gotta shoulder check this toy for a second. Not, I don't mean to keep tangenting, but, like, on uh, on Toys R Us Canada, Masterpiece Movie Jazz was on a it was one of the Bogo fifty percent off toys. But then, like, if you just put two of him in a cart and removed one, the twenty five percent off would just stay on the figure. <laughs> and I was like, okay, do I want this for twenty five percent off? And I went, I did the shoulder check, I checked the feedback threads and everything, and I was like, people say it's really cool to transform. People also say the paint scratch is super easy, and that there are, there's an incredibly common problem with the collar pieces breaking themselves off. So I'm like, you know what? I want to wait for 50%, because also apparently I missed earlier this year a 50% off or six no sixty percent off on MPM jazz. So I'm like, I'm I'm gonna wait for another one of those. Because, uh, yeah, you get, every now and then, like when a when a high end Transformers toy, other toys too, but Transformers I think especially because of what, all that they're doing, it's like if it's on sale and it's high end, it's like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go check its record <laughs> before I do this. <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm I'm glad you got a hold of it because yeah, Big Convoy is uh to me a lot of a lot of um convention nostalgia, but also I think it's he's he's a nice Beast Wars neo piece. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else on your end? Uh, I don't think so.
2: I'm kind of I'm in that I'm, I'm still in that like, where are all the new Transformers?
0: Uh, like, they're I'm, all. I'm, uh... <laughs> i was gonna say they're all 14 days in quarantine, and then they'll all, <laughs> you know, in 14 days lasts a long time, right? Now, yeah, I don't know what's up. Um, I'm kind of amazed that the Target two pack is is being spotted, but
2: yeah, not not at any of mine. I keep checking the little inventory thing,
0: and I think I think it's probably also anything vaguely limited at a Target that's hobby stuff right now is probably getting like rushed for. Like between that, like off topic, but like the the more bite-sized version of Gloomhaven came out as a one-month Target exclusive and, it, like, no one can find it. Uh It doesn't help that, like, Target is uniquely to you guys a place where you can go to get normal supplies and happen to go look for toys at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> I kind of don't mind that stuff like Earthrise Wave 2 still hasn't shown up cuz I'm like, yeah, I don't know, let's me let's me not feel I'm I'm still trying to teach myself to not feel the the FOMO pressure and and Earthrise actually following those release dates that they would show at a toy fair is is uh, helping me on a very selfish level. Um I got a, a an on-topic thing I could talk about because uh, I'm going to finish the video for it this weekend, but I got a review copy from 30 of their premium Bumblebee movie, Bumblebee, which is different from the DLX Bumblebee movie, Bumblebee. A bit of history. When the DLX one got revealed, I remember one of the first questions that 3A at the time specifically got was, yeah, but are you doing a 14-inch premium? Like, multiple people just jumping on them. And they immediately were like, yes, yes, we are. And I remember at the time thinking like, why so I'm, I'm messing with it um for the last uh, 3 or 4 weeks now and uh it's it's a very like like it's it's completely up to par i've i've messed with four of their 14 inch tall things now uh two of which were prototypes or test shots i should say and their their 14 inch 300 to 500 dollar transformers action figures uh are built like good action figures and and uh, I mean that as a huge compliment. And this Bumblebee uh, feels like it has even more structural die cast going on from the knees down and and in the midsection, uh, much louder and and stronger feeling detent joints everywhere. Um, so he's about fourteen inches tall. Uh, he's a it's, it's basically I did some measurements. It's like if you took Bumblebee movie Bumblebee and then made a figure of him in scale to six inch figures. He's roughly in scale to a six inch human. Um, if that communicates the size at all. Okay. And, uh, and I, I took some, I, I got a photo thread I should have grabbed a link for. i I'll, I'll grab that while I'm talking. Um, so I've taken some DSLR photos while I was going. But uh, yeah, the, the the nice thing I can say about it is that it is built very solid and feels like if you did spend 420 American dollars on it, you wouldn't then be perpetually afraid that it was going to break on you. And I, I think this is an important thing to talk about with extremely boutique, high-end um, toy collector stuff, because I, I will always hammer on the example of Hot Toys. I think it sucks Personally, I understand why it doesn't for a lot of the audience that that go for hot toys. I think it sucks that you can spend like three hundred plus dollars on a figure whose posing lifetime is limited, and it's is is for the sake of of costuming etc. You got a figure that you can play around with for probably about a week or two, and then you got to find its forever pose and put it on a shelf and never leave that forever pose, uh, or things might go real badly. Um So, uh, yeah, the, the other nice thing about this that I think is carrying over from the DLX line is all the electronics use LR44, or at least I could use LR44s in them. I think it asked for like a slightly different battery size that matches to LR44. Um, and, uh, I am just, I am just clicking around here to share that link. Uh, but yeah, uh. It's a, it's, it's, it's a fun piece. Like the LEDs in the eyes can click between blue and red. They give you like the things it does. The DLX doesn't do is, uh, you can change. He has four swappable eyelids so you can have different eyeball expressions. Um, and one of them is sad and it's the most tragic looking head sculpt ever. Uh, when you look at this guy with sad eyes, um, And uh, the other thing it does is is more minor. Oh, yeah, three things. The second thing it does is, you know, that little thing that comes out of his finger so he can shake hands like you can plug that into his finger. And that's that's cute. But the other thing it does that I actually wish the DLX did is those uh, fender bits on his thighs have a dedicated swivel rail so they can swivel independently of the thigh swivel. And that does wonders for the Bumblebee movie robot model as far as being able to pose it without stuff bumping against other stuff. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's, I just want to give a little lowdown on it, I'm, and I'm I'm adamant to get the video finished up and up uh, over the weekend uh, before the month is over. Um, and, and I said it in the video, and I'll say it here, like, the thing when you talk about a $420 Bumblebee toy is not whether or not you should buy it, because I think that you probably have made that... I think anyone who is going to make that decision will have made it before they start looking into coverage at least they'll have made the initial decision of this is a possibility uh there's no world especially right now where you're gonna be like hey listen let me tell you why i know you weren't gonna let me tell you why you should buy this $420 bumblebee toy uh because i think that's kind of ridiculous um the purpose of covering something like that to me is to say whether or not it works and whether or not it's fragile. I'm, I'm I'm really pleased that the thing doesn't feel fragile so far. Other than like, Movie Bumblebee's forearm has these little silver things that stick up right by the elbow joint. This is on every Movie Bumblebee toy, official and unofficial. This seems like it's a thing. Uh, where those things will, if you don't bend the elbow right, they kind of bump into stuff. On this one, they're made of a softer plastic, so they'll bend out of the way for the most part. Um. But that's always a thing on this this robot design. I'm also just pleased that like there's so much good Bumblebee movie merch figure stuff out now because uh, I still really like that movie uh, and I am happy that I don't have to just live with the Studio Series Deluxe and the MPM because they're the M P the Studio Series Deluxe is not fine. The MPM is fine. It's just not what he looks like in the movie, uh, and so it, it doesn't full it doesn't scratch that itch. Um. Anyway uh if you know if you know where to look for where I put up stuff then like go and see if I put up the thing yet uh, dear listener but that's our what we got section um, so let's move into the news 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 uh first up mazes. Uh, we don't have to go long on this. So I just wanted to cover this because I thought this was cool. Takara Tomi, um have collaborated with maze artist and illustrator Meiro Yoshikawa uh, to do five Transformers-themed mazes, which are print and play. You can download them and print them off. It's uh, Insignias, Optimus, Bumblebee, and Megatron, and uh, they're mazes. Um, it, it, if you're like, how does that work? Well, look at the pictures. Uh, on the Insignias, there's a maze inside the Insignia. Uh, on Optimus, there's a maze through his body on uh bumblebee and megatron the maze is actually through the outline of their sketch outlines um with the color bits in between just being like decoration um i haven't tried any other mazes cuz i'm I, I actually don't really do mazes all that much but uh i just wanted to get the word out there cuz i think it's a cool idea uh and i i'd missed this until this evening basically this news <laughs> is from like the, the 5 days ago um I'll just ask quickly: Have either of you guys attempted a Transformers maze?
1: I'm about halfway through the Optimus Prime one right now. You're doing it with your finger? No, just eyes. I, down his leg.
0: I know people who can do that. You I get lost so quickly when I try to when I try to eyeball it, especially if someone starts yelling in my ear, like hey, "Aaron," you know, yeah, they're trying to that's... distract me. Like, like I just I'm gone.
1: Look, I have years of experience of learning to ignore your distractions. Good lord. <laughs> so Good many lord. of them
0: have been recorded. Good lord. You know, we try to we try to have a nice family podcast oh God, through
1: his through his crotch I'm through his crotch Aaron, now. Aaron just starts start swearing. He just
0: starts swearing at me. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable. I didn't say through your crotch.
1: I said through his crotch. <laughs>
0: crotch isn't a swear word. The, no. <laughs> Uh, I was actually wondering how you get to the leg because I noticed there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of nothing pathway. Look how many pathways there are in his closed fist forearm that is clearly not relevant to the maze at all. Like, imagine if you got stuck in there and you're just like, "Well, now I'm here. (laughs) I just got to keep going." You tried Uh, to
1: make me look back up at that part.
0: You failed. You
1: noticed. noticed. Yeah.
0: Well, Aaron, how you gonna TJ? Since you're actually participating in this conversation, look at that forearm. Am
2: I participating? I feel <laughs> like I'm just a witness. <laughs>
1: out his wheel, got it there.
0: Uh, well, congratulations, Aaron. Um, it's a shame there's no proof that you actually did that. Uh, given that you're just saying that you did. Um, extra life activity. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. Anyway, mazes. Uh, anything else about? Ma- TJ, how do you feel about mazes? Just quickly,
2: okay, the bumblebee with his outline hollow is horrifying.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he the me the, out the a lot. outline, the outline ones are are creepy. It looks like he's dying. It doesn't look like he's a photo negative. It looks like he's been like shot with a Star Trek weapon.
1: Yes, the next, the next, sh- the next uh, frame would be the negative, negative. and then back to this one normal. This one, negative, fade-out, frame, gone. Well, no, there'd
0: be one frame of just the color and no outlines. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, Star Trek Crossovers Transformers, it begins with the Meiro Yoshikawa mazes. Go check them out. Uh, Transformers Red, this got revealed before Fan First Friday, which... I wasn't expecting, but, uh, I think it was IGN had the big reveal on these. Um, so I want to start off with these because also there is an underlying, uh, narrative of fan first Friday getting scooped by the entire planet, uh, before it happened. Um, but Transformers red, uh, which stands for, I had it, I had it robot Robot enhanced enhanced design. Um, these are six inch figures, uh non-transforming. It's funny, it's in the bullet points. Figure does not convert, and in, in the in in official Transformers copy, it was in air well in, in literal quotes, which I enjoy, they actually said it's a sleek kibble free form. Uh-huh. Uh This line's going to involve G1, Transformers Prime, Beast Wars Transformers, and more. Uh, I believe that someone said that there were red listings in a leaked list of text listings at some point that involved a Cheetor. Uh, There's new red listings, I think they're new, that also involve a Prime RC. Uh, And this line is is basically Marvel Legends, Star Wars Black Series, Power Rangers Lightning Collection, Overwatch, remember that, uh, except it's Transformers. So, uh, the big reveal was Optimus Prime and Megatron, and before Fan First Friday, there were photos leaked, I think, hours before of a sound wave. I might, I might have the timeline wrong on that, but I feel like everything got scooped, uh, on this one. Um, so, uh, these are very G1, these, these three G1 guys are very G1 cartoon model oriented, which means this Megatron, I think, has l- huge value in that it's kind of uncommon to have a nice posable g1 cartoon model megatron even by now like 35 mm-hmm. plus years later it's still not very common uh, or if it happens it's a little bit middling and also costs at least 50 bucks these are like 20 dollar price point toys big bad news in the, in the front of this they're also walmart exclusive and all their pre-orders i think sold out already um and I'm hoping that the Walmart exclusivity is, I mean, I'm hoping it's American only, but it, with Walmart exclusives, usually they actually aren't. Uh, it's usually the same over here. Although some, sometimes, I think one of them has crossed over to EB, but it, this is the kind of thing that would have been great to have on Pulse. <laughs> and yeah. I think that they thought it was going to be on Pulse and then had to put out a correction saying, no, it's not on Pulse. Yeah. Um but uh they, they look nicely posable. Uh, in fact the only things about them articulation wise, I'm kinda oh no, never mind. I was about to say I'm not sure how the torso joints work, but on Megatron when he has the mace on, he's clearly hunching over with an ab crunch. So. Uh, well
1: if you watched the the thing that we're gonna talk about next, uh oh, it, who kind of, it
0: it
1: it kind of got showed when it just flopped over on itself, so
0: Oh, uh, he had a he had a, a real test shot sound i saw the sound wave didn't have the chest window so i figured it was very in progress that that copy
1: no he 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 said that for optimus prime and then he's like yeah so it might be a little bit loose and he gave a little wiggle and then like megatron just did that uh that ab crunch that he has going on with the energon axe but just like on his own as (laughs) he was looking at it basically so
0: oh poor lenny (laughs) uh But, uh, yeah, the, some of the bullet points on these are also that they are, um, they are designed, or not bullet points, but a statement that I saw is that these are meant to, Attract people who like Transformers but are intimidated or don't in, intimidate by or don't enjoy puzzle play. Uh, since the name is similar to Black Series, the idea is that it'll latch onto people outside of the core Transformers audience. And so, while we don't need a, you know, one millionth Optimus, a Marvel Legends fan might. Honestly, Optimus is only weak because of Earthrise Optimus and Siege Optimus. They, mm-hmm. they are, they devoured this figure's lunch to the point where Earthrise Optimus is actually better than this on several levels because this Optimus has a matrix inside and his windows are translucent, and they shouldn't be because it looks terrible. The Matrix just chilling out in there, like chest hair that we can see through a wet white t-shirt. It's, <sighs> yeah. Really, yeah. Bad. it's yeah. really bad. It's really bad. Like, the first thing I want to do
2: is take those windows off and spray paint the back of them like metallic blue.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, would, I would imagine if, say, someone was a label company, for instance, they would immediately be wanting to get a hold of this to make rectangular silver, silver-backed labels that you put inside there. Uh, cause it looks, I think really bad. I know it doesn't bug bug as many people, um, as, as it bugs me. And I guess actually by your reactions, you too. But, uh, I think that especially given how the rest of this line looks, it just looks off aesthetic. It doesn't look cartoon accurate having translucent windows and, and just seeing a bright matrix chilling out in there is just ridiculous to me. Um, you could just take the matrix out and I think it would fix this problem immediately. I mean, but then yeah. Why, why would I have a Matrix if I'm taking it out of his chest? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you can... Like, I had this problem with... Uh, not Titan's Return
2: Cup, the Legends version. So, Legends yeah. Char. Mm-hmm. had the same problem where... Okay, Cup's supposed to have a white windshield. He has this translucent blue thing going on with a silver cockpit inside. You know what fixed it? A piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> just cut a piece of paper and stick it in there. He looks perfect now.
0: Yeah, and you could do. you could just stick white paper... In behind the windshields on these, and because it's through a blue tint, it probably would be fine. I'm just thinking, if you remove the matrix, then it's like it'll look weird, but at least there isn't a super bright thing sticking out behind the windows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mean to harp on this thing so hard, but like I just want to get that out of the way. I also want.
2: Uh, I also. I also want. I. I don't want to believe that the most powerful trinket in the universe is hidden behind like quarter inch of glass.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's the other thing is I'm like, okay, like like 6-inch figure and i know that like you know it's $20 budget you know the and these there's there's no reusable tooling between these figures as far as i can tell other than like like actually no there isn't other than maybe a t-shaped bar that's holding the hips and the waist together Come on,
1: the, the forearms they're both rectangular with a pin at one end and a <laughs> hand socket on the other oh no wait a second megatron's has got the the yeah. angled edges on it well, No, the design skeleton is... can be the same
0: I imagine Optimus is, is, is like, you it's, know... It's square. Just like his head. <laughs> yeah. But, but the the head sculpts on these look amazing, and then I... This was a point someone had made, and I was, like, thinking it, and then I, I, I was like, yeah, this is this is super on. Uh, these are 20 bucks, and every sculpted piece is super lavish to the G1 cartoon, or I'm going to mm-hmm. assume to Beast Wars or to, to TF Prime, yeah. or whoever else shows up in this line. And they're kibble-free... They are just good-looking robot mode parts for twenty bucks. You're getting basically customizer parts in a in a box. Uh, these head sculpts look awesome. I, I even imagine some of these head sculpts, if the if things can be modded correctly, might look really good on just existing transformers where you want a head that looks like this. Uh, so I, I think there's huge customizer draw to this line, um, especially if it's the same materials as Black Series and Legends and etc. Where like you can boil and pop a lot of these joints out and you don't have to do a lot of surgery to to disassemble these guys mm-hmm. um and and yeah i i feel like when they say like you know this isn't because of this in light of this optimus this isn't really aimed at like you guys so much but hey and it's like no i mean this optimus is like this is the pro, this is literally the weakest figure that this line will ever have cuz any other transformers character getting this treatment is going to be novel and really cool i think uh So I'm excited about this. Uh, I I hope it's not hard to keep up or or get a hold of this line. I hope this line has legs and I hope this line continues. And for crying out loud, I hope this line really reaches out there and gives figures to characters. I mean, if they're not going to get a transforming figure, then at least like, Hey, let, let, let prime and, and beast wars in there. Hell yeah. Let animated in there. Let, let a lot of other stuff in there. Uh, Josh Perez, Derek White. I saw doing some tweets about like maybe maybe some transformers who incidentally could partner up with these guys or or human figures the, in, uh, to go with th- these ones.
1: The only rough thing is with the way that these are getting released. I mean, and we've already seen the like leak of other things, yeah. um, like B, uh, Cheetor, RC, Prime, RC. Like, it's going to have to stay to like those iconic evergreen characters, especially for twenty dollars at a Walmart. Like, I-, I think it'd be quite a while before they could start dipping into. Yeah, like, like uh, other interesting things. I mean, you know, you maybe you've talk- maybe Seekers because they already have most of Starscream, and uh, like. I I don't see them getting into like, you know, we're not going to see a. I I'm pulling a blank on obscure name. We're not going to (laughs) see Huffer. We're not going to see Gears. We're not. I guess I
2: guess this is who this line was designed for. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I don't even think we're going to see anything like a Blitzwing level character out of this. Oh no, even that's
0: mid tier. Like this is basically going to be like an all star lineup. Yeah, like for the those, first like three waves, absolutely. That's why I'm just hoping this thing actually can last past a year, because like that, that's what I mean. Is like it's like we're going to open up with this being that kind of predictable yeah. thing with a bone thrown here and there in a Cheetor or a Prime RC or etc. But then like you know, and obviously for Star Wars it is different because it is that that is Star Wars prime toy line. But uh, Black Series has stuff like the like Black Series General Grievous who extends. You know, about fifty percent out of that price point in a in a one off release. I'm not saying that's literally that's Blitzwing, but like, it's if I feel like there's a, there is a reality where like this line at least caps off with like, and we're gonna do a kind of funny looking big guy at the end. I mean, uh, I got like we see from
2: Marvel Legends where if you if they're gonna release in waves, then yeah, we're gonna see some big ones. We're gonna see some smaller ones. You know, like yeah. if if mm-hmm. you get the thing
0: in a marvel legends wave, you're going to
2: get the invisible woman to balance out the cost
0: yeah and and you know before anyone else especially if someone listening is screaming it absolutely i bet you they're they're at least thinking hard about how they could work build a figure stuff into this if people end up mm-hmm. actually buying it uh but but i just feel like you know if this actually has legs and becomes like a core line like a studio series or etc uh When you get into, like, year two or three, I feel like that's where, if if it really is proven, then, like, hey, maybe we can start doing some real crazy stuff. I mean, I I don't really
2: disagree with the mindset of, well, yeah, you Transformer collectors have all of these you want, but, you know, you've got nostalgia and casuals who maybe they don't have, like, a nice Optimus Prime. And the, the truth is, like, yes, the Earthrise figure is great, but it's also 50 bucks. And it's and saddled
0: with a a box that no one settled wants. It's saddled with a box, and it's <laughs> okay. People want it. <laughs> and it it, it mm-hmm. still com-
2: it still comes with the stuff that comes with having to transform. You know, there's visible yeah. wheels. There's a few oddities in the proportions. You know, you're getting a really good looking Optimus Prime, but it's not the cartoon model. It's not that exact character that you have a nostalgia market for. So, we've seen how much that costs from M- for Convoy three How much it costs to actually make a cartoon-accurate robot out of the truck. So, a $20 alternative, okay, there's no vehicle mode, but I'm going to leave it in robot mode all the time anyway, even if it did transform. Perfect. And if they start doing characters like that, that are just like, okay, getting a figure of this that is $20 and transforms and still looks cartoon accurate in robot mode is practically impossible. Like, a Beast
0: Wars Dinobot for instance. Perfect. Mm. Perfect. There is absolutely room for this line. Uh, and and the reason why I'm I'm thinking beyond connecting with, you know, casual fans or folks who just kind of remember stuff they like that, that don't collect the transforming figures uh is because they they basically have said Prime and Beast Wars in the opening mission statement. Like that's yes, those are those are old enough to have even Prime is old enough to have like folks kind of remember it fondly, but if this was, like, just a pure, like, we're just doing this to see if we can hit some of the Legends collectors and stuff, we wouldn't be seeing those in this. They wouldn't have been saying it right away. Uh, I think that it's it definitely Wave 1 is absolutely, you know, with with Optimus especially, Megatron and Soundwave, we're trying to hit just folks who are going to walk through the aisle and go, like, oh, holy crap, this is only 20 bucks and it looks awesome. And I think that's smart. I think that's completely right to do. I think it's going to work, too, uh, to some degree, if people are actually in Walmarts. Uh but p- past that first wave or two i think we're it's 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 going to if it becomes successful it's going to have been on the back of people really getting into the idea of collecting posable robot mode figures which for our fandom would also elate me because i feel like the resistance against it is often couched in like pure spinal cord reaction as opposed to like um i don't know how you put this nicely i feel like a lot of people like You you know that thing everyone, literally everyone says at some point the 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 thing where it's it's like the dancing sound wave where someone looks at one of these and they go, "Wait, are you telling me they made (laughs) a Transformers toy that doesn't transform?" Uh, Or the other one where it's like it's it's the Pokemon evolution step up from that where someone goes like, "Didn't know they were making new Action Masters." Mm -hmm. And I'm sick and tired of those reactions. I don't know if that's clear. Um, But I I think that this could be a great way to finally get rid of that really irritating rote conversation. And and it's not what everyone does. There are great conversations I've had and other people have had about uh, non-transforming figures based on Transformers characters. But... I'm excited about this possibly really hitting because it would it would just be a lovely vector for a a lot more Transformers love, uh, and and for characters who you know like who just probably aren't going to make it out there anywhere else on an official channel. This is precisely where you do the D J D, for instance. Uh, this is also where you hit some incredible action master homages like the repaints alone of just that Optimus even. The Action Master repaint potential already exists. Someone threw it out there? Absolutely. This is where they could make me my 21st century official Supreme toy, because hey, as long as the robot mode's there and the colors are there, I'm satisfied. I don't need Omega Supreme to be a Titan-size transforming figure that is repainted into Supreme. Supreme is better uh and, and uh, I'd say smarter when he's smaller, leaner, and less of an obvious target than his well-meaning but less talented older brother. Um... So, I'm, I'm, I'm really hyped for that stuff. And also, I expect that if Hasbro doesn't, the uh, unofficial accessories that are just Action Master accessories, sized for red, is going to blow up within, like, a year of these coming out. Uh, oh, yeah. Because it's straightforward, you know? And if it's not, like, well-produced uh, factory... I, sh- I shouldn't say well-produced. If it's not factory-made stuff, it's going to at least be boutique, um, small-scale stuff, uh, production-wise, that, that fills in those gaps and... Uh there's a lot of like red uh is surprisingly exciting to me for what it is. Um aside from like the thing you talked about I didn't see on the live stream of the ball joint collapsing on itself. Yeah. But
1: well, I mean,
0: as he said right
1: off the bat, it was like these were the very first Oh crap, I forget the term, but it was like Was it T threes? T threes? No, it was like first production articles. Like Oh, okay. Like, I think it was like FPI or something that he called it. Some some terminology that was like, this is the first of the I'm first. I'm Mr.
0: Burnsing my fingers while I devour this jargon. Don't mind yeah. me. Uh,. Well yeah um so so red i i honestly i think red is the big news of the thing we're about to talk about too which is you know <laughs> pour <laughs> one out for for uh, the poor live stream um which which you know it showed stuff in motion and things which i i, I mean i did not watch the live stream i i kind of just waited till afterwards cuz i was uh i was asleep at one point whenever it was happening i think i was definitely asleep uh and then i just saw a bunch of photos afterwards but um still on topic of red tj do you have anything else any other stuff you want to throw down about transformers red
2: and surprisingly excited for transformers that do not transform I, i'm i'm here to welcome you to this yeah, wonderful world there's, there's a lot of potential here i'm actually really looking forward to seeing that like i'm i really want to see the response to the prime rc and cheet because i feel like that's the first little like Toe, you know, they just like dip, dip the toe in the water, and just see if we can get away with that before they just start diving into some deep cuts.
1: Yeah, the the things further off of the Evergreens are the ones that I'm looking forward to, like seeing mm. at least to begin with, because yeah. and like, everything else is like, oh, G1 Optimus Prime. Wow, really? Yeah.
0: Especially if they all maintain, um, you know, the mid torso joint. Um, mm-hmm. being present on all of them that's going to be something that is simply not, po- not not possible or existent on a lot of tr- like converting versions of these characters in merch before and uh that joint is a powerful joint for making a toy uh look a lot more enticing and a lot more interactive than than you might think uh like cuz an easy an easy parallel to draw is to the the that Super 7 reaction transformers line which has just just awesome little sculpts that move like Kenner Star Wars men and uh and I'm tired of it, and it's really, really unfortunate because those sculpts are amazing, and I think that they're like one brush away from being incredible if they would just have joints <laughs> in them. Uh and and I know people will always say, but the aesthetic is not that, and I'm like, Yeah, but the aesthetic when you when you mix that aesthetic with Sunbow Transformers models, it it doesn't matter anymore. And those figures just look really sad to me because they look they look great standing there and i can't wait to bust them out except they don't do anything so i'm not even bothering picking them up uh that that super seven line to me is like the prototype that red has turned into a a fuller realization and i'm really excited at the idea of red surviving. i just i hope red survives that's my hope uh Lightning Collection survived, Star Wars Black survived, those are the prime lines for those figures. Same with Marvel Legends. Uh Overwatch has extenuating circumstances, but we've seen one of these lines get literally like shot in the in 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 the arm. As it was just about to to lift its big gold metal weight, and and just like gets crushed underneath the weight, and they just roll it up in a carpet and throw it down to shoot. That Overwatch line got completely murked out of existence, and and I don't think that'll happen to a Transformers one. But you know, I can't take it as like as like this is this is definitely going to exist for more than a couple of years. Uh, so, so we're
2: we're just gonna like we're, we're just like uh, confirm that like the Super Seven Transformer figures. They are still continuing and still apparently working that G1 aesthetic. Like that super cartoony aesthetic. Hmm.
0: They are $2 cheaper
2: than the Reds are going to be.
0: I I was almost going to say it and I was like, do I need to slam that nail into their fists here? (laughs) Because yeah, they're, I mean, Super 7, no, you know, I was going to say Super 7's on a much smaller scale and they probably are. But I also never really know with Super 7 anymore, like, how much they're a small, scrappy indie versus how much they're, like, cresting towards being, like, a a NECA or a Funko. I mean... And I, I'm I, sure I could look into it, but...
2: I mean, I, fa- I found those reaction figures in FYE, in the mall. Like, yeah. they're not hard to find anymore. And if you're online, oh my god, they're everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's absolutely the other reason why I've I've stepped away from even thinking about them, is I've been tempted many times, and every time I look at the price tag, and I'm like, look, I get why they cost this much. I get that there's no shared tooling, and that these have, you know, paint taps, and they're, they're nice sculpts, and they're all individually carded, and that's collapsing together into, like, this price point that's really unfortunate, but yeah, it's... <laughs> You know, here comes Red just eating, eating. To me, it's lunch. It's it's different enough. Anyone can make the case that the Super Seven line is completely different. It's smaller scale. It's Kenner style, whatever. But that that price point difference is also hilarious. Uh, anyway, we'll leave we'll leave Super Seven alone. Uh, I I, I still like them quite a bit. I just boy, <laughs> reaction is an irritating thing. Uh. Let's talk about Fan First Friday. Um, so this live stream uh, revealed a lot of stuff. It was it was it was run by Lenny, uh, manager, product design, Lenny, um, who was introduced by Associate Manager Global Brands, Rachel. Uh, it's nice and casual because we're all at home, um, and uh, they revealed a bunch of stuff. They revealed a logo, for instance, Back to the Future cross Transformers. Tell you more next week. <laughs> uh, so, I don't really have that much to say about it because they're gonna tell us more next week. I don't know about you guys. That's not the top gun jet what what's going on anyway uh I expect it's a Delorean. The thing they went into that was completely new is uh pulse exclusive i think um Centurion it's a repaint of brunt uh it's 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 very much Don Figueroa's stormbringer Centurion, and he comes with a box of stuff. And mm-hmm. the box of stuff is fascinating because, uh, many times it's been intimated that, hey, maybe Hasbro looks at what really works for unofficial third party stuff and then does it themselves. Combiners, for instance. Uh, this is literally a third party accessory pack, but it's a big ass one. And, uh, like, just to rattle off what's in here, you get an, you get an axe for Optimus, uh, a mace for Megatron. You get a full and half full Energon cube. That's two of them. You get roller. Yeah. Which which made me just like get I was like no, that's logical. I'm also mad. That means it it existed this whole time. <laughs> Damn it. Uh so there's roller, the thing that that you know, I guess is missing from that Earthrise Prime. Uh you get a jetpack? which I assume is just a 5mm thing, so it works on Prime or Sideswipe, you get the iconic G1 Optimus Prime Ion Blaster of Optimus Prime, which all of his weapons have been shaped like for years, but this one's bigger, uh, and it uh, I mentioned this in a pre-show with Aaron. It looks like they cut more off the butt of it to make room for Optimus Prime's forearm, because that Earthrise Prime, his his weapon doesn't like completely get all the way down. It kind of butts into his forearm, so this one seems it has more room, and it doesn't fold up, so the sculpt is cleaner. Yeah. Uh, there is also just a small soundwave alt mode. Uh, there's a small Megatron alt mode with removable silencer. Uh, there is a small shockwave alt mode that's solid gray, along with a small reflector that's solid gray with a with a peg on it so it can be held. Uh, so those two didn't get the boon of paint. Uh, you also get a cage for I'm guessing Spy Patrol Ravage, um, a Unicron a pulse Unicron scale tiny tiny Optimus Prime. Oh, tiny uh, tiny. Like, yeah, like to recreate this,
2: to recreate the scene where Optimus Prime fought you know, Unicron.
0: I was gonna say, like, to recreate you know the, the all, in all fiction, where I, I all, know, Optimus it's, is the it's one small
1: enough
2: that uh,
1: that that could be anything that could potentially also be Rodimus Prime. It's, it's could Kranics. be Cranix that could be. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, uh. Maybe a <laughs> I still, I still want my Grimlock that pegs to Unicron's butt. Like, working like, we're, we're working on it all right like we gotta <laughs> we gotta see what in the butt sculpt the Grimlock can adhere to or at least the sculpts of the the busted butt can then adhere to over top of the effect part uh there's also uh there's a uh, there's iron hides more than meets the eye gun with a drill on it uh, there is a bumblebee blaster that looks a lot like the, uh, gun that the MP version had, which is from that one episode with the Insecticons. Uh, there is, a, I think it was a jumper's glass cannon is one of mm-hmm. them. Um, and his then there's- His glass gas gun. His glass gas gun. And then there's a, a, a little satellite dish antenna thing. And I forgot who that is for. Trailbreaker. Trailbreakers. Iconic satellite thing that can peg onto, I'm assuming his shoulder. Nope. Wait, that was his forearm, wasn't it? Or was it his shoulder? I forgot. I think it was his shoulder. It's a 5 millimeter satellite dish which will look cool on any transformer. Yeah. Uh so yeah, it's a it's a bundle of of uh a brunt repaint with all these things and that's super cool It's Pulse exclusive. How much is it in Pulse? Aaron, you 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 ordered this. Uh
1: it's 29.99. It was Voyager price? Uh yeah, ish. Yeah, ish. Mm-hmm. All right. The, uh, the deluxes are generally about 20 and then this is a significant amount of stuff that's uniquely molded, so $10 on top of the Centurion didn't seem like a bad deal whatsoever. That's why oh. I
0: pre-ordered it. And you know what? Centurion, even if you hate the idea of having to buy a figure that goes with this, you can just turn Centurion into a bunch of other guns to go with your box of guns. Yeah. Well, that's something
1: else that he showed was like two or three different configurations of like, was it like tank treads with the turret part as like a stationary thing. And then he had like a like a drill tank that was a couple of different chunks of them.
2: I mean, uh... just in general, because he is metallic gray. His parts are gonna look far
0: more like weapons than most other weaponizers we've gotten so far yeah 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 absolutely and and it matches you know what matches the aesthetic of a bunch of the guns in this very box set that he comes with box set box of stuff he comes with uh and obviously like the ones that are not painted are also like straight up games workshop gray like they're just and they're they're a peg on accessory hey, get some paints go wild. Like, yeah.
3: <laughs> that's
1: I, I saw Reflector and was very kind of distraught, but it's like, oh
2: no, that that's like a a couple of small paint pots and that's gonna look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, like I I've looked over this and go, I've got the paint for all of these. I was more upset that Reflector's handles on the bottom where no one is going to look comfortable <laughs> holding him. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. I don't know if if you're universally in the beer can holding hand shape. I don't know if there's a good way, like, because you don't normally hold camera, like, it'd have to be... I don't like it on one side, like, on a corner. Like, if it was on the back of it, then I guess you could have them, like,
2: forearm up, like they're trying <laughs> yeah. to look through their hands See, I was, I was, thinking, I was almost thinking, like, you know, like, a ha- like just, like, a handle off, like a mug, but it, but then, like, you have different widths on everyone's
0: fists uh, so that's not going to work i think that 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 beer can peg if it wasn't in the middle if it was on one of the ends i think it would it would visually work a lot better even if it was diagonal off one of the ends maybe Uh, it's middling things we'll we'll figure out a way for it to work on somebody uh and i also wanted to say absolutely if you don't like to paint stuff I mean, I was about to say, people will probably make little labels to go on these, but these are tiny. It's going to suck putting tiny labels on things. It'll be very yeah. akin to painting, I think. But, you know, it's more of a tactile activity. Uh, yeah, I think this is this is really cool. I hope that this is not the only one. I hope this is testing the waters. And, uh, and I wish, I'm going to say it right now, I wish that they had said anything about how people not in America could get a hold of this, because... Mm. Uh, uh, pulse. Um, I, I put the word out on Twitter cause I didn't want to watch through the entire live stream just to see if they don't say something. Um, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I got to scroll to, to find all the replies I got, <laughs> uh, I got some good replies. I said, "Is there any word on Pulse having a less onerous shopping shipping experience for Canadians, or are we just hoping all this stuff shows up at Toys R Us and EB Games?" And I'll also, I'll, I'll step right in front of this and I'll say, "This absolutely does nothing for folks in in the in the EU, in the UK, and Australia, etc." There are pl- people who just are in this in an even worse position than us. It's just that we're like we're attached by land, so it bothers me more. And also, I live here, uh, yeah. so it bothers me more. Um, so, first replies I got. Uh, Ian underscore read on Twitter says the second one, which is that we hope it shows up here. Uh, Cybertron beast of, uh, of transmissions podcast is it wasn't brought up during the stream. Uh, And then his editorialization is they don't care about us. Um, Alpha Magnus mentioned that the huge leak was from a Toys R Us, like all those UPC codes. Mm-hmm. So there's a good chance that we are going to see some stuff up here. And then this one this one bummed me out a bit. And I, you know, I get it. This, this bummed me out, though. Um, Maverick Prime GB said, uh, I'll quote, I asked several times in varying levels of politeness slash desperation if they were going to make Pulse shipping available worldwide and was ignored. And uh, that bums me out. It, well, it also bums I me out really... about Canada specifically. I want to get this in here. Because it's it's approximately we are close to it being one year since we had Hasbro top people on this brand in my city at Fan Expo specifically saying we know that it's, it is it is currently a mess for Canadians and we're gonna look into it and mm-hmm. it, and I know that that can be a very empty thing to say but I wanted to take it at face value and I feel like I did not receive that face value <laughs> anyway yeah that's, that's my bit yeah uh, no. also. Oh, sorry. One more thing. I understand that there is a pandemic, and me and Aaron literally were trying to price out the cost of sending one-pound padded envelopes across border, and it's mm-hmm. ridiculous right now. But this—it's been like this for a while. Yeah. So, uh, that's 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 my bit. I wanted to put that in front so I could I could fart a nice cloud over all the good news. Uh, but hey, what if there wasn't a whole ton of news out of the fan? First Friday uh, and, and anything else about Aaron you were going to say something about shipping didn't I? was it was it just the no I was going to say it was,
1: it was nice when there was a free flow of travel between our two nations and yeah like, like two or three times a year we'd see each other and it would be easy enough to hand some of this off yeah but I do remember at your Toys R Us seeing boxes of generation select for, uh, for other things so I think that you have a decent chance at we
0: getting do them? We just don't have a pre-order enabled chance, which uh, it bothers a lot of people more than it bothers me now, I guess <laughs> how I'll put it. Yeah. But uh, it, it used to bug me a lot. Um, anyway, uh, that, was, that was my little soap box. Uh, the fans' first Friday, uh, it, it revealed that box. It revealed uh, the Centurion. And we got some more details. Hey, TJ, we'll say it here. We had that long conversation about Ultimate universe Optimus Prime, and I think you were still on the money, even if it ended up being the the really obvious answer. Yeah, it yeah. was. I treasure that we were able to to have that fun without the full knowledge uh, that it is actually just dead Optimus I, Prime. Yeah. Well, see,
2: the, my speculation was coming from the fact like we we have the eighty six figures for, for a studio series coming out. I was like. What if that dead Optimus is a Studio Series figure? Because it's the '86 movie, and like, this,
0: this guy, I think that was a real legit take. And, and I think it's, I think a lot of us thought Studio Series '86 might get mentioned and cleared yeah, up during it's like, this, uh, this. It's like first like, Friday event. Oh, we're
2: going oh new crossover. Oh, with Back to the Future, not the one we already know about.
0: Okay, okay, I, yeah. I, I think I think that, if anything, that means, hey, maybe the pipelines aren't the same as they used to be because it used to be when a bunch of toys in a bag show up in a hostage photo. uh, That's because they're about to talk about them. So they talked about other stuff instead, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, like, like, when I say our, we had some expectations, a lot of these expectations are not based on anything remotely owed to us, even in a I... world where, like, none of this is owed to us. But, like, it's not like there were hints that, that did not involve toys and bags basically yeah i mean
2: what i what i loved more was how much we got like oh my god they have to do back to the future yeah like we were (laughs) really adamant about
0: that like that's the t-shirt right (laughs) everyone knows that t-shirt yeah and and you know it's it's literally the first thing that that will jump to anyone's mind when you say transformers crossover i've noticed is the oh back to the future the DeLorean, and, I, and I'll say it again, I think part of it is subconsciously that seed got planted when Lego Ideas, or whatever it was called before then, did you know the Ecto-1 and the DeLorean. No,
1: that would have been Ideas at that point. Oh, was it Cus- Ideas then? Cuso was only like the first four
2: or six.
0: Wasn't the DeLorean Cuso? Uh, that, was, that was a really early one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure to... that DeLorean was Kuso. I I had forgotten the word Cuso. That's why I yeah. very loudly went around it, because I am like, realize... sure Aaron
2: will know. Yeah, because Lego went, oh, wait, that sounds dumb, and no one knows what it is.
0: It has roots. It's, you know, brand yes, wise Yes, but uh... Ideas
2: is also like, boom, that's exactly what it is. Yeah.
1: Ecto-1. Let's see. Lego...
0: I want to know. Because it
1: was, I think it was, so it was, yeah, that was number four. The Time Machine was number four. So that was probably in Kuso. The box for the LEGO Ecto-1 says Ideas number six, LEGO. Yeah. Probably would have made more sense to search for Time Machine DeLorean to get the... (laughs) the box for that one <laughs> lego I back
0: think,
1: to the future yeah that one the
2: 04 was kuso
0: yeah okay so i
2: figured uh but here's well, what, yeah here's what there. i need here's what i need about here's what i need out of that toy i need a hoverboard accessory and i you, need you know they're gonna if they're gonna at least try but, i need well i need a hoverboard accessory because in back to the future 2 it was a mattel toy oh i forgot
0: so now I need that, Hasbro to make one. That would be a good flex given how Mattel has like kind of crumpled on itself as far as its nostalgia properties. <laughs> uh yeah, the, I mean I mean the, I think there's like we'll know, in a way. I don't want to speculate too hard because there's so little room left. But oh, come th- on, let's bury this one too. I think the question is, it's not. It's going to be its own character because that's what Ectotron established, and I I believe they're going to stick to that. Given the Top Gun thing, we weren't supposed to see, but it's, it's going to be Vector Prime. I'm, I'm like, is who's it going to look like? That's my thing. Like, like it's going to look like something. And and Top Gun and and Ghostbusters, you have a uniform you can lean into for a back to the, for Delorean for Back to the Future. It's kind of like they're going to probably lean into either Doc or Marty. And so that's the question: Is it going to be what if it's a,
1: like a? Uh, what would that end up being? Like a five changer, three cars,
0: <laughs> or Doc or Marty? The two robot modes. That's oh, that's dark though. That's like <laughs> that's like a time travel experiment went super wrong, and now we're like just sharing this body. <laughs> uh,
2: I just think six. it's going to it's
0: six. Einy, you got the dog in there too. <laughs> oh God. That would be so sad. They, like, you never wanted get six changers, you got six changers. <laughs> that would mean Einstein, whenever Einstein is autonomous, he literally can never be with either of his owners. Because <laughs> they just turn into him. That's, God. that's terrible. Uh, I just think it's, it's probably either going to be a, an older scientist-looking Transformer. Or a young, brash, hot-rod Bumblebee transformer on a hoverboard. I think that's, like, gonna be the either-or on it, if if they're gonna lean in in either direction. I think it'd be even cooler if they just went, like, nah, it's just a, it's just a time-traveler. It's just a crazy Vector Prime-looking time-travel robot. Uh, I mean,
2: we've see, we saw with Ectotron and Maverick, they come up with just vaguely inspired robot-mode heads, you know? Like, Ectotron's got the goggles. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Maverick's got the flight helmet. Look to him, like I just. Good, good. Like at best, like at best for inspiration for just from Back to the Future, you have uh, the futuristic shades that Doc Brown had. Those are those are so to be part of it. The weird, Mm -hmm. the weird helmet he had in the verse movie,
0: like that would be incredible if they if they do that. There's not a whole lot to pull from. I I just think like like I said, with, with with the Ghostbusters you have the jumpsuit uniform with the name tag that you can kinda you can create yeah. a base version of and, and yeah. you know Top Gun is a pilot. Like <laughs> yeah. there's there's not really Top Gun is, is actually such an open canvas that's also real like there's a real linear path in that open canvas of like pilot turns into jet. Top gun like that's all that's all you really need. <laughs> uh but yeah, I I hope that they show us I understand if they can't. I hope that it's just a straight up, full on reveal that has been that has been negotiated with an outlet that is happening next week, and that's why it wasn't here. Like, I'm just hoping it's that. I hope it's not like, you know, here's one piece of artwork. Like that'd be cool, but uh, regardless, we we poor he's literally a corpse, and we just talked way the hell over top of alternate universe, Optimus Prime. <laughs> But we, we talked about most of what there is to say about him already, other than he's an Amazon exclusive. Uh, Aaron, you said you ordered yours. Correct. Is it was it just leader price point?
1: Yeah. It was the same.
0: Alright. Uh I just wanna I wanna quickly touch on the ad copy for him because it's incredible. Cause you know how we were like we were like alternate universe, that's a great way to kind of dance around talking about how he's a corpse and mm-hmm. everything. Alright. From the ad copy, uh first sentence. The legendary Autobot leader faces every challenge with wisdom and bravery, including his own death. (laughs) It comes with a grayscale Optimus Prime inspired by his appearance as he drains of color and dies. The Matrix of Leadership in full color fits in his chest so fans can imagine Optimus removing the still vibrant Matrix from his chest and passing it on. Imagine laying Optimus Prime to rest in the converted truck trailer. The figure also comes with an ion blaster, but in this state, it's likely he won't need it. This is whoever wrote this is a hero. What a alternate
2: hero. universe is he from?
0: <laughs> alternate universe is like, okay, alternate universe Optimus. And then someone, they're like, we can commit to this. Uh, all the, the top brass is cool with this. All right. Now the actual copy, everyone sat there for a and looked at each other. And we can't do this. This is a lie. This is a lie. This is a lie. He's dead. Just write it. He's dead. Just, yeah, just write it. yeah. I, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm definitely feeling like it's a matter of like they didn't want to say like we've killed Optimus Prime because like, ugh, they learned that mistake uh, a few years ago. You can't just kill Optimus Prime like that. And you know they could have got what was it the the sleep mode or something?
0: <laughs> no, no. They the the Instagram but, the Instagram justifies the alternate universe. I'm going As Optimus Prime and the Autobots spend Earthrise speeding through space in pursuit of the Allspark, meanwhile, in an alternate timeline, a devastating battle leads to grim ends. Pay your respects to the Optimus Prime of an alternate <laughs> universe. The alternate universe Optimus Prime figure is now available for pre-order. So we're basically <laughs>
2: just saying, okay, well, this isn't
0: G1 anymore. Well, this, the G1 is, is G1A was yeah. Transformers. We're in G1Z by now. Uh, Look, if you remember,
1: Rick Alvarez had those books about how it's all one continuity until they, they like, forgot how to open the book. and uh,
2: Someone in Takara is still tying all this into G1. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this I one's come it. out, and he just has
1: to pull out three new pieces of paper and seven new strands of yarn, but these have to be that not quite black dark blue navy because that's his color to there's, connect it to over here and over here unicron with a big question mark
2: next to it there there yeah someone in the bowels of takara Tomy is the guy in the conspiracy guy meme mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, did, you, did you guys see the the legends comics for uh for the the sea and for the uh the pirates where there's like color coded teams of Optimus Primes with their own matrix generated weapons. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that was I didn't we didn't really touch on it in here because it was between recordings, but that stuff is pretty fun. It's it's uh it's kind of cool to check out. Uh but yeah, I just I love I love how much every like past Alternate Universe Optimus Prime, they just were like, No, nah, you know, we all know what this is. This is this is a corpse. We're gonna pose him like he's, you know, in action and stuff. It's weird how his loyal friends and and followers posed his body and fused part of his trailer to the back of it, and then bolted a shield onto one arm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it looks good. It's just this is this is great. This is great. Um, and uh, and aside from that, we also got some we got some brand new generation selects reveals. Uh, but before we talk about that, the next G one reissues blaster. That mold exists, so it makes sense that they would do them. It mm-hmm. goes with that sound wave pretty well. Do, we don't care, right? We don't have to talk about it, right? I, I got nothing. It's
1: it's another Walmart store exclusive, which means it'll probably be overpriced. It'll show up in one wave, and you'll see it, and you'll go, Oh, cool, Blaster, I have three other versions
0: of this that's been reissued. That's neat. And then while you're on your way out of the Walmart, you'll get a ping on your phone and someone's saying, Hey, did you see Blaster's already on rollback? Yeah, because that's what it felt like the story was for those other ones. Uh, uh, Blaster is thirty bucks.
2: What? <laughs> yeah, twenty nine ninety
0: nine. That's Nonsense. a lot of toy. That's a lot of toy for thirty bucks. Blaster is much larger. Yeah, because than... <laughs> like Optimus Prime was what
1: $50? $60? Oh, no, seventy for the ca- for the yeah. cab. He was 50. seventy
0: Canadian.
2: But that's uh, also that's also. That's also a diecast loaded figure. This is just a straight up plastic, and keep in mind, hollow plastic, because he doesn't. He, he, it's still that mold that had a whole uh, FM radio stuck in it. Once upon a time,
0: does he come with any of his cassettes? It doesn't look. It's it's a no. no. Right. It's just so him by
2: himself. No, they're pro- no, they're probably gonna do him the same way they did Soundwave. Yeah.
0: Thirty. 30- 30 but I he cost he cost more than that minus the cassettes the last time they did him, didn't he I, I don't know I'm not going to go look through no, that no hmm. no
2: most most of the time it's like a 50 dollars set on him, and he usually came with at
0: least two cassettes man, good on Blaster. because also I think blaster is a, a, a bit of a more fun toy uh than he gets credit for uh, yeah. I assume most everyone has them already <laughs> I don't I've never had g on Blaster. Yo,
2: so we should for, get a hold of him. Yeah, for 30 bucks? Yeah. yeah. If yeah, if he, he's fun. If he comes with at least one of his cassettes.
0: Even if he doesn't.
2: I, I 30 mean, bucks for I'm staring at like 6 of his cassettes on my
0: shelf right now. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. And like like uh not to talk up like an incredibly old toy, but I still think the trick he does to get the handle for his alt mode is cool as hell. Mhm. Uh I'm so impressed. I really, genuinely thought he was going to be 50 to 70 bucks, just because he's tall. Uh, that's cool. Well, that went better than I thought. Let's let's talk about the thing that didn't go as well as maybe we all thought. Ah, they revealed some Generation Select stuff, and it was not, nothing, nothing. We talked about. none of those hostage photo bag toys were part of this live stream. Um, I think these do look pretty cool, but so they showed us Tiger Track and Rotor Storm. I think these, these paint decos look awesome. Uh, Tiger Track also comes with Red Alert and Sideswipe's accessories, which is neat. Uh, I really think, I really truly think, without being too much of a curmudgeon here, I just really, really think, at this point, they should have painted a, a faux canopy on top of that solid, clear thing on the front of his alt mode, just to imply there's a roof, to imply an earth mode, because somehow it's look it just looks worse to me on yeah. Tiger Track. And I don't know why, and I think it might just be because he's the third one or the, the fourth one. Uh, I I really would have loved to just see them fudge this into an Earth mode, just so one of them was fudged without having to rely on on extra decals and stuff. Uh, he looks fine. I just, for some reason, I was really hoping, I was really hoping if they did him again, they would put some, like, a, a tampograph over that thing uh just on the edges and stuff. Might might be too difficult to do as well with all the corners. Um Aaron, when I mentioned this when we were talking early on before we were recording, you seemed to have the same reaction.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um it's interesting. I I might add on later. Um but for right now uh both of the other generation selects seem like also rans.
0: Who's the the these? I know Rotor Storm was the other one. Yeah, I can't
1: the, those two.
0: Tiger oh, Track okay. and
1: Rotor Storm are both kind
0: of. Also I thought meant, I thought you meant Tiger Track and two more, and I was like, is there a third one that I missed? This <laughs> is it really cool. Doesn't exist. Um, TJ, how you feeling about uh, Tiger Track uh, getting him some generations love? I mean,
2: I'll be honest. In robot mode, he does absolutely nothing for me. Like it, it's just yellow side sideswipe and Mm. that's okay Uh, okay uh if we get the new sunstreaker mold in red at some point okay like i hope i hope we do that might yeah that might make for an interesting pair uh i'll say the vehicle mode looks
0: awesome in those colors yeah i i wonder if that's why i wish that there was like a yellow roof painted on there too like I see it's, I don't even I
2: I prefer that because on Sideswipe it was a really dark canopy and it just kinda of blended to the black hinges and paint on the side. Yeah. Like this separates that out a little bit, so you've got the different sections like looking distinct from each other.
0: I guess so. Cause I don't even mind the, I don't I like the front a lot. It's just that that top roof panel. I wish for some. To me, visual like my taste. I think is just. I, I wish that was yellow as well. Because uh, I, I agree, it's nice seeing this mold in like a vibrant color that that isn't just like stark white. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is because sideswipe's red is it's it's a vibrant red, but it's kind of a, a how do you put this a muddying kind of red. Yeah. Uh, my biggest cool concern
1: with Tiger Track would be like yellow is that color. That like between plastic and paint never seems to be right. True. Because yeah. the yellow has the yellow in plastic has like a bit of translucence to it. Yes. Then then the paint just ends up flat. So even if they're the same like exactly the same pantone color, they end up appearing to be different because the luminescence through it brightens it
0: it's it's promising in in the live stream footage when Lenny's holding up the alt mode uh you know showing us the top like mm-hmm. granted it's through a webcam, but like the the color match there seems all right, and a webcam is really good at at actually i find exacerbating color mismatch as opposed to hiding it mm-hmm uh. Translucence is going to get lost, probably, but it gives me some good hope. Um, Unless I'm forgetting and, like, those aren't actually painted parts. (laughs) I'm just forgetting what's plastic on Sideswipe. Um, And I'm going to say, I'm happy that they're doing Tiger Track because, again, this is precisely what Generation Select should be doing. Yes. Is this kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, Character selection is not the problem at all. My only problem is, like, my own tastes and... You know, and it's not. This is a Tiger Track thing. Tiger Tracks robot mode always looks like kind of just yellow sideswipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for some reason, the, the vehicle mode is the thing that always kind of gets me more. Um, but we also got a look at Rotor Storm, who is Spinister in pitch perfect Rotor Storm colors, with the the completely wrong head, the absolutely putting me off the whole thing head. I know that that's fixable, but boy, I wish they could have they could have done a new head sculpt for this fella. Uh, and on my phone, I couldn't tell right away. So on my phone, I was really into this, and then when I looked at it in person or in person in, in on a bigger monitor, uh, it, it's the colors are great. It's just that head sculpt's really putting me off. Um, so I'd like to see if if uh, any folks do a, an easily attainable alternate. Uh, otherwise, yeah, the, the it's lovely to see the pinks everywhere, the translucent. Uh pink looks a little bit muted to me for what I would prefer, but I also just like everything vibrant. Uh and yeah, uh I'm I'm digging it. I'm just uh, that's one that I would i if I happen upon that at a Toys R Us or an EV, bam, I'm there. Uh I, I don't want to go out of my way for it though, because I I think the head is definitely a bit of a bummer. And it's a completely understandable. Like it would cost a lot more to get a new head done for what probably is still a very niche generation selects guy to do, but them, them's the breaks. Uh, Tj, how are you feeling about selects rotor storm? Um, I'm actually liking him a
2: lot. Like, I know the head is completely wrong, but for whatever reason, it's not bothering me so much. Yeah. You no. Know, um, I really like the color. I like the look of him. I like because the original rotor storm used the canopy ch- as the chest. How they have tried very hard to make, it, uh spinister's chest look like the canopy so he has three helicopter canopies in his robot mode now Mm -hmm. it's
0: great it's great i (laughs) love that the one guy who's like yo we fixed the canopy thing it's like that's cool repaint him into a dude who just does the canopy thing what (laughs) <laughs> i love it uh mm-hmm. yeah it's great it's just like he's i wish that was like i don't know maybe they could put it in the tech spec or something that like this version of rotor Storm is like <laughs> i'm a master of disguise no one knows what my true canopy is <laughs> could be any of them <laughs> uh, could be the fourth canopy the one on my back the one the one beneath my skin plate that's tattooed yeah. on my buttock
2: uh, See this. This also gives me hope for more like Euro G one releases. So much hope. There's because <laughs> I'm, I I'm I want like I'm looking at my shelf and like I have Euro G one Scorch and like that's and that's Trailbreaker, that's the new Trailbreaker mold. Just make it yellow. Give it to me. Yeah. And that's that's my hope for like Rapido out of Prowl or something.
0: Like I will friggin' devour a Rapido. Uh, also, I want to point out, two of the three major Omega Supreme colors are on (laughs) Rotorstorm. So, y'all can't even start the the nothing conversation about how those colors can't possibly work anywhere. Two of the two most embarrassing ones are right here. The yellow is even technically here, but that's not the right yellow, so I'm going to say it doesn't count. Uh, the head only bugs me, I think, because also that spinister head they did, like, literally looks like the Decepticon insignia. (laughs) yeah. Yeah, so, And it's it's in a purpley blue on this one, so I'm like, he looks like Voss in a Rotor Storm. It's like Voss took Rotor Storm's body, ripped the head off, and put it on, and that's kind of cool. It's metal. Uh, Aaron, how are you feeling about Rotor Storm? Um,
1: I mean, similar to tire tracks, I think it's neat. I might jump on it later when they're, like, for purchase it on Pulse, not just pre-order. Yeah, but i I like that mold, but i'm I'm trying I'm trying to be better about not just constantly double or triple dipping, like I already had on some other things.
0: Uh, hey, it's all right. I mean, it sounds like pulse exclusives. It's not like they're around forever, but it sounds like from what they, I've I've they seen, they seem they're... to hang around for a while. Yeah, and like, didn't the C cons have had multiple appearances on there? Right. Hmm. Yeah, so it's it's they're not trying to create. I appreciate this. It feels like they're not trying to create a manufactured scarcity. Um, yeah. If scarcity happens, it is happening happening genuinely and not at the behest of like the marketing for the figures. And I, I appreciate that, especially nowadays. Um, the last thing to mention because he was kind of you know we saw we saw more of him here, and I didn't I didn't mention the big thing about him, but Red Soundwave. Uh, He also has, you know, an opening chest. There's a little cassette in there. I've seen people talk about, oh, they should make more cassettes for him. And I'm like, it would be kind of cool if they just made like a $5 pack of just these single plank cassettes. Because none of them transform. So you could just put whatever color you want inside of his chest. Uh, His lower, his shins are the wrong color. This is a thing. It's a thing I had trouble keeping up with at first. Chris McFeely is the one who I believe really yelled about this the most. It's become his... His burden. It's become his crown of, th- of, 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 of thorns. It's become the, the the large assembly of wood he carries on his back, as, as the Romans, etc., etc. Uh, but it's also correct. Soundwave's shins are not supposed to be blue underneath the yellow vents, they are supposed to be silver, like his thighs and his feet. Uh, there is a miscolored, fan colored animation model that shows up first in Google searches where they are fully blue on the front. That was used for the Super 7 sound wave, and that's where I think this first got yelled about the most. And it appears that it also got used for red sound wave. So uh, FYI, that, that's that's not supposed to be blue. It's supposed to be silver. In, in, in the, that's what it looks like in the 86 movie, even. And uh, there's, there's the curious conversation now of whether that might get corrected or whether lots of... Gray, color matched gray square stickers will go into the marketplace on an on unofficial on level <laughs> um but i thought that was kind of fascinating that like it's traceable precisely how this happens and then it comes back to a, a fan colored copy of the size i think it's the sizing chart sound wave that was vectorized and recolored by a fan and the coloration was not quite perfect down there uh it's just fascinating. It's like it's like you can pin, or there was a Lightning Collection Power Rangers figure where, like, when they revealed it, the headshot was of a cosplayer, and then it was like, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> did you already start working on the unmasked head sculpt for this too, or what's going on? Uh, I believe that got corrected too, but uh, that that was the entirety of Fan First Friday for Transformers. I I was, like, really thinking, oh, boy, they're going to scoop our entire last episode that I have been dragging my legs on editing, and they didn't. I could have been months behind editing, and we'd have been fine. Ah, I'm not going to do that on purpose. But, uh, yeah, like, I have a topic here called, I thought these were going to be in the live stream. One of them was the Back to the Future teaser. That's mostly because I thought that, I thought they were going to show, like, more like they revealed this image on the twenty fourth so I figured that was gonna lead to them showing more on the twenty sixth but it led to them saying we're gonna show you more, you know th- at least three days after the twenty sixth uh also we got more like you know, I call them toys in bags, they're almost never in bags, but we got more i, I like I saw this on Twitter, I like hostage photo uh we got more hostage photos of toys, two more generation selects that are in package. So I just assumed we were going to see him today, but we didn't. So there's two more coming. Exhaust, an obvious one, and Grease Pit, one less obvious to me who looks really spot on. I want to talk about Grease Pit first because he's uh, Ironworks, redone as a Decepticon, redone as the the base that came with the monster truck. Mm-hmm. And the, the the retooling on him everyone's talking about that I think is is... It's earned it. Is one of his hands is two gas pumps side by side. Yep. And I, I love it. I love it genuinely. Uh, I think this is really cool. I think it's kind of it's kind of cool that this is in Generation Selects uh, as opposed to Earthrise proper. Um, I guess in what you know, among other things, it means less character artwork to have done up for packaging or whatnot. Uh, I I I wasn't expecting this at all. I'm I, I certainly hope that. You know, we have at least, we have at least one more actual, you know, mold that turns into a micro master base. And I forgot if we already saw one. I feel like we did. Was there like We've one that turns the, into the the pier? Yeah, that's Share right. Wave waves one? coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There's the one other one. Uh, I I hope that they can do some more clever redecos on on that one as well because I, I like these micro master bases having identities. But uh, I, I'm digging grease pit. I'm digging grease pit a lot. Uh Aaron, I how, how you feel about the uh, gas tank uh, hands.
1: The the it wasn't the gas tank hand, but the other new piece of the uh the like display board billboard shoulder thing.
0: Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Where the like the instructions, somebody took that and then showed the micromaster base and did like the now rotate, pan, swing it over.
0: Blade runner thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and and it it very much lines up, so uh definitely you know, to me those are what generation selects is best with of Hell yeah, you know. The 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 kind of oddball repaint we can put a little bit of extra effort into it and kick out you know.
0: Truth be told, it's maybe why I'm a little harsh on Rotor Storm's head because I'm like, y- y'all are doing cool new bits for these mm-hmm. guys. <laughs> uh, DJ, how you feeling about uh, Grease Pit? I mean, Grease Pit's cool enough.
2: Um, <laughs> he's interesting in that, like, he looks like he would go right at home with Airwave because they both have these very bright colors going on for Decepticon bases. Yeah. Like my first thought with him was like. Oh, it's like a tiny little uh, Metro Titan. Like, if we were, if we were got in, uh, if we had gotten Metro Titan, this would be like a perfect little companion bot. Well, he's got, yeah, he's got the red, just enough of the red. But, yeah, like, it, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not my cup of tea personally. But, like, yeah, it's like, it's, this is the spot on type of
0: thing to do. Cause, like, what, how else are you going to reuse that mold? Yeah. Yeah, and and that's why I'm, I'm, you know, quietly hoping there's at least one more um, Micromaster base mold in the works, because it would also be a nice trilogy to go with the Weaponizer trilogy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, instead of, like, doing the Diaclone thing, yeah, just, like, redeco each one, retool them, redeco them into three other Micromaster bases. Um, Because the nice thing is the base modes were so non... I'm not going to say nondescript, I guess, but they, in a lot of ways, they're kind of just like, it's a block with ramps. So redecoing the alt mode, which is the only thing that is characterful, you know, as far as a nostalgic throwback, feels more doable with these uh, than on a lot of other cases. Um, But what's really doable and what's dead obvious, and they did it, is to do exhaust out of wheel jack. They made a wheel jack. They made an exhaust. They gave him the head, which makes me super happy. Uh, this is what, I can accept, you know what, if Rotorstorm having Spinister's head is the price paid for this, I'm fine with it. Exhaust doesn't work without this head sculpt. Uh, I'm really glad they did it. Um, I saw it pointed out that it looks like, if you look at his robot mode deco and imagine how that stuff lines up on the car mode, that it seems like they tweaked his deco to look even less like a box of cigarettes. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, because there, there's definitely Marlboro was unkind to Masterpiece Exhaust, uh, so they they did some work there. The thing, though, Aaron, that's that's for us. Now yeah. they call him they call him Decepticon Exhaust, probably just to use the name. Yes, I think that we should all accept that Decepticon is there non canonically, or yes. you know, it's part of his record because he is the f- mm-hmm. first Transformers toy to have the Merc symbol. Yes. And it's in gray, just like in the card game. Yes. I'm so hype. Yes. Because <laughs> cause to me, it, like, okay, A, it's so cool to see that actually pop up on a toy so that, like, all the talk about the card game getting to debut it doesn't feel like empty, you know, noise. It feels like, yes, that actually happened. It's not like, oh, you absolutely, it's not, it's not, it's not like the Star Seekers where they're like, yeah, we're debuting a thing. And then we're never going to talk about it again. Uh mm-hmm. So it's really good to see. But also, that means that everything's in place for exhaust to appear in the TCG, and I want a main exhaust in the TCG. I, I so you can you can throw
1: that down on the table too. Oh here's hell My yeah. character, hold No, I need to transform him. It's not flipping the car hold, card. Hold on. There, I transform the toy.
0: Yeah, it's got, I got to I got to put exhaust down. I got to I want I want a main exhaust, and I want to I want a friggin just come up with narrative as I go. I love the narrative idea of Exhaust, the Decepticon who like is too dirty for the Decepticons even to work with. Mm-hmm. Like like I have a whole storyline in my head I made up for him because there's not much fiction for Exhaust and I prefer, he's a character where I'm like, I either I either go all out or just let it continue to live in my head. But I'm like, this is, the, this is the Decepticon who showed up, parted ways with the main army, went off and just started working with humans. And he's like, no, the, I, the way that I, I am going to succeed in, in my life is I'm like a swindle. He's like a swindle. He's out, he's there to make money. He's there to make profit at the expense of organic health. And I, I don't know. I, I like the idea that he just went straight into narcotics. Uh, mm-hmm. He's working directly with like a human cigarette company. I like the idea like he's this is an extension of what he could have been doing in the cosmos centuries before. Just dabbling in all this horrible stuff. He always tries a little bit on himself. You know, that's his vice. He's constantly dabbling in different, highly dangerous addiction. I like the, you know, raspy mm-hmm. voice dude. He's got, like, they, you know, they have the Saigar. He's got whatever the horrible thing was the cigar was purified out of. Like, just freaking yeah. sucking on a stick of space drugs. Like, I don't know. <laughs> exhaust, exhaust, to me, is, like, a a piece of crap that, in, in, in the way that, in a fictional character you want someone like this to exist because there has to be someone so terrible. <laughs> and then you got to figure out like, and then what about like, what happened to him? Cause that's something had to happen to this guy for him to end up like this. I don't know, Exhaust to me is like a, such an open canvas, uh, usually kind of a boring toy with a cool head sculpt. I'm going to admit. And certainly on this, like, it doesn't help that like, you know, he's very bland looking, <laughs> uh, Someone reached out to NonF. I already saw on Twitter, and Non-F was like, no, I already kind of anticipated this and had run a version of the Wheeljack kit with exhaust colors, and I'll be running it again, is what he said on Twitter, nice. uh, with blue wings and everything. I'm excited about that. Uh, but I like exhaust a lot as a character concept, so I'm happy this exists. I like the Wheeljack toy, even though, like, I remember when we recorded, as I talked about how much I like it, I kept mentioning, like, you know, if not for this one fault, if not for this one fault, it certainly would be cool if this figure has all the tolerance fixes that we saw on, like, every version of Siege Megatron after the original release. Um, for some of those kind of hankier bits on Wheeljack. But uh, I talked a lot about this. Aaron, uh, the, I mean, the Merc symbol, I felt like, was a real big thing that, that stands out just because... The cards are so fun.
1: Were no Merc symbol, I'd be like, yeah, I'll probably get this. With Merc symbol, I will be getting this when it goes up.
0: And how in character is it, too? It's just, again, mm-hmm. he has no fiction really to speak of, and now they just added to it even more. Yeah. When did he leave the Decepticons and be a Merc? Is it because he is up to all this horrifying stuff? So, like, <laughs> So then would this
1: exhaust be pre or post the MP exhaust? Post. Absolutely post. Post? post? Yeah. They so don't think that he was, like riding the line in between and then the decepticons pulled
0: him over You think, think he's, you think he's gone <laughs> you think he's gone past and out the other side yeah i think he's too the decepticons kicked him out is what i like to think okay they're like no you're too much like we're friggin' peace through tyranny you are scum get leave like they didn't even they didn't even cartoon villain like try to shoot him it was like megatron's just like get out of my office Uh, your things have already been collected. Never, never show your face again. And exhaust just like, no problem, buddy. (sighs) Just like freaking spits a toxic, like water chewing, whatever on the floor. I don't know. Uh, it's so it's, it's inspiring my, my fan and brain enormously. (laughs) Uh, TJ, do you feel anything about, about exhausts in general or even this exhaust? I mean, I like the design.
2: I I do like the colors and design, even though it's basically just Wheeljack with no green. Yeah. But like but I li- I like the head design. I like the idea of uh just scrapping the Decepticon just going with the mercenary symbol. Yeah. Like, yeah. This part of me is like can we have like more of the Diaclone homages be
0: mercs? I so hope so. It's it's it would be such yeah. a perfect thing like like even Red Sunstreaker uh I feel like police car streaker, a cordon. T- the mm-hmm. red eyes are such a giveaway to me that, like, no, that's another future merc. That's someone who's like, this. This is someone who takes who takes the security job way too seriously in the worst way. And the Autobots are like, you can't do this anymore. And they're like, then maybe I'm not an a bot anymore. Uh, yeah. Like the the merc symbol is is so exciting. Like even if it is just selects. Even if it doesn't get, like, full-on fiction, it just inspires so many ideas to me. Like, even in the card game, the the selection of characters who are mercs in the card game, freaking Nightbird, Octane, Cybertron Mudflap, Lockdown. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a cast when you look at them and you think, these are individual operators who probably maintain, like, some kind of loose social circle because they're the Cybertronians who wear an insignia saying, we don't care. Like, there's, there's a lot of fiction... Unwritten that that is just brimming out of those those characters. Uh and and I was I was worried, like when they did select Nightbird and she's just oh Decepticon, I was like, Alright, I guess the Merc thing is gonna be something else. And yeah, we're and just- I guess
1: going back and looking at the list of Mercs, none of those are like
0: It's octane. Auto-
1: it's just Octane. O- well I'm no, I, I'm saying I'm like none of those are I, w- I was going for, like, Autobots that play dirty. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. in the card game, at least, they're uh, neutral and there are cards that are, like, Autobot plus Mercenary and there are cards that are, like, Decepticon plus Mercenary versus, like, you know, the, the, they're they're, you know, in the card game playing in the gray versus, like... The cards themselves make it seem like no, they're just like a subset of Decepticons. They just happen to be
0: yeah. in the gray. All the Autobot ones reference the one who I forgot to mention, which is Detritus. Yeah, uh, yeah, but Detritus was a Decepticon as well. That's the thing. Yeah, it's just like in the cards, like, well, this one's a repaint a hound. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but
1: like, ugh. imagine if Tiger Tracks
0: was. Yeah. A mercenary. That would have. It sucks to say it because, I mean, it's true, though, about exhaust and like you were saying, like for me, I think I'd still be into him if he was Decepticon just because, you know, it's exhaust. Yeah. But if Tiger Trek had that insignia, yeah, my brain would be firing a lot harder of like, wait a second, what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, why is Why is he? Why is he operating outside the uh, the confines now? What What went down? I want to know. If there was like a micromaster base with that insignia, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Like they turn into a base and they're like, listen, I am neutral ground. You know, on I, I am I am holy ground. There will be no blood sp- no energon spilt on my paneling.
2: Uh and he just turns into the CD
0: bar where the Mercs meet up and get work. That's right. Because yeah. he's like he's like, Yeah, it's neutral ground. You can meet here, you can meet here, you can if you're if you're for one of those sides, you can come here and not worry about reprisal at least on my premises. Uh, that would be a cool idea. I mean, it's like, Maca- like McAdams with a bounty board. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like a, a kind of dark McAdams from cyberverse. Like <laughs> this is neutral ground, but also you can get work here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, the, 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 these were really exciting to me and it certainly didn't, I mean, they, they're leaks. There's no, you, you can never, we've said this before, you can't frame leaked stuff as being as being a reason to say, hey, why did you, Hasbro, uh, not live up to these expectations? Granted, one could say, why were these all so done, but not part of what y'all were talking about? <laughs> but uh, Well,
1: I mean, from the sounds of it, like they said, the first Fan Friday.
0: Oh, you think that... Oh, I took it as Fan Friday was like, this is our big event to replace whatever Comic-Con isn't happening. I uh, mean, that
1: might be part of it as well, but they like the the feeling was like that they were potentially going to do more of these he, which
2: that's like, uh, not yeah well i mean if you look at it like what we've seen revealed if we're comparing this to like what they would reveal at san diego comic-con it's actually pretty thin yeah like, this it would be about a quarter of a panel
0: yeah yeah, I, I I had completely missed the part where it had been intimated they might be doing more of those yeah, regularly. Yeah, the, the language
1: oh. seemed to be, like, hedging. Okay. Maybe,
0: that makes more and sense. Like,
1: and, like, uh, it, 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 yeah, it was one of those things that it seemed like they had it set up, and then, like, Lenny dropped a little bit in the middle of it, Skype-wise, so... Because at first I was like, oh, okay, this is all pre recorded. Like the thing that uh, Cyberpunk just did. All right. And then it, like, he got super low frame and froze for a bit. And then it just cut over to rachel as she was going through a bunch of copy and then
0: oh they were having Linny a came back and it was they were like, having a fantasy flight okay. live stream thing yeah. fantasy flight was trying to do some live streams uh in lieu of various tabletop conventions and they were trying to do it live but also with a complicated panel presentation and mm-hmm. like 10 minutes in the thing i watched i was like y'all should just pre-record this please yeah. this is i feel bad for everybody because it was it was a lot of it was a lot of the thing that when you when you do voip calls performatively long enough, you kind of get used to the idea of like okay we're gonna have some voip out and we're we're just gonna roll past it, but like the fantasy flight one they'd have some voip out and it would be like one guy goes oh wait nope we're kind of losing you and I goes oh you're losing yeah I lost him too and the guy who's lost like oh oh no you guys lost me after he already came back and they all stand mm-hmm. sitting there going yeah oh geez we're losing bits and pieces huh like you can just sort of highlight the voip. Out and I'm like I'm like you guys just keep going just keep rolling. Uh, it was it was obvious they were some of them were kind of nervous and like weren't expecting to have to do that stuff and I get it. But uh yeah, pre-recording I don't understand really why not. Like unless there's some real heavy Q and A taking place, it, it feels like there's no real reason. And there to. wasn't
1: because all of their Q and A came from like what was submitted to their Instagram.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, we I didn't really touch on it, because the only ones I even really recall from when I flipped through some on, on Twitter was like, Is Studio Series continuing? Yes. And, like, that was it. <laughs> Pretty much. And I was like, alright, I mean, I'm not expecting they can say a lot, but... Uh... I don't I don't, I don't remember hearing anything that we that we didn't at least touch on or you know, really um, stuck out.
1: More exclusives like the dino Japanese more Japanese exclusives like the Dino Cassettes.
0: Right, right. There's that was too. another
1: one. That's like, yeah, sure. Autobot clones are probably in the works, yeah sure. Like, I
0: mean that one's like I mean, yeah, you made them already. You just <laughs> Yeah. Uh <laughs> But uh, the, the last thing I had in my little list of things, this is more just I want to talk about it. It's also maybe for me to say, I really wish there was, like, it wasn't laughable that Cyberverse could even be in the fan first Friday. Because I would love for them to say, hey, we heard that you guys are enjoying Cyberverse and we want to throw you another bone or something. But, like, there's now in-hand shots of that new, like, ultra-class uh, Thunder Howl. And this toy looks really good! And I'm I'm kind of hyped to get a hold of him. Like this looks absolutely on par with Lugnut, not Lugnut. I did it now. Clobber mm. and uh Rack and Ruin. Uh in fact, the the wrists look like they're on ball joints so they can even tilt in a little bit. Like that looks really cool. The the Energon gimmick looks the the deployed armor looks really good. Uh I thought for a second that even the cape had transformed, but it looks more like no, the cape just comes off. But also he has the cape and it's it's like ribbed and I'm oh, I'm into this. Uh So I wanted, I wanted to give this the highlight and also put out if anyone from Hasbro might be listening, which I know they're not, but just in case someone could get this to them. It's great that we have Fan First Fridays. I'd love to. It would make my year if we had at least one Cyberverse Saturday or Sunday where you're like, we're, we are doing an Astro Train. It's not amazing, but we're doing an Astro Train. That would make, my, that would make me uh, real happy. Either of you guys thinking about this Ultra Thunder Howl now that we're seeing uh, kind of how he works? So I'm I'm into this. I'm trying to figure out why
2: we can't get a Thunder Howl who actually has the right colors.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why we can't... Dot, dot, dot is the story of the Cyberverse toy line. <laughs> He's <laughs> got good, the right color Energon armor that he never had in the show, but the color is a nice blue. I, I, I'm... I am happy
2: that we are getting one where he can have, like, the wolf head sword, and, like, I am not stuck with his battle mask. Like, yeah. Th- there's his face. He's got his cape. Okay, that all is cool.
0: God, why can't he just be the right color? The wolf head sword's on a five mil peg, too, so you could just pass that along to the deluxe one as well. Yeah. I get, and my blue wolf guy holding the green wolf head. Yeah, you know, it's an animation error. It happens sometimes with textures and stuff. Uh, no, like, he looks fine, though. Yeah, you know, I, I I think it's amazing that, like, Thunder Howl is getting all of this representation as well. Uh, no, I'm not complaining. I like Thunder Howl. Since he's, he's in yeah. an episode and a half.
2: I, his cape is removable, so I would like to see what the Beast Mode looks like without a cape, because with it, he looks very, like, Crypto the Superdog. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I kinda love it though. <laughs> uh I hope I, I kinda hope it's not like when you remove the cape, it's like, and there's the Energon armor just bundled up in a pocket, with no lit. <laughs> yeah. Uh there's always a chance. But uh no, it just it looks like a fun toy and, and Cyberverse was very good and uh I'm I'm glad that there's another solid figure that I can I can start tracking down from that line um aaron there's a lot of thunder howl you feeling any any of this thunder howl love
1: i need to catch up on cyberverse
0: because i've not met thunder howl he's got a very good episode he appears again after it i don't think he speaks again after it though <laughs> sure it's,
2: that's that's more than my favorite from that season got so
0: but who was yours uh that was Hammerbite. Yeah, well, you know, Hammerbite was left in a situation for which we can invent a lot of really cool stories. Because if you think about it, he is a lone Transformer who was able to, at least for a while, put up a good fight with, like, Cthulhu. Yes. And that's impressive.
2: Yes. Also, you had Skybite and Hammerbite in the same
0: show, and you did nothing? I mean, Skybite's already got his, uh, you know, his opposite, his, his screen partner. I don't care.
2: <laughs> you don't name your other shark
0: Hammerbite and not have him meet your first shark Skybite. <laughs> At least for two seconds. <laughs> yeah, they never even shared screen time. Hammer- yeah, Hammer Hammerbite was, was literally only in the one He's episode. It's one and done. Like, I think, did Meteor Fire show up in one of those group shots later? I want to say No. Okay, so he's technically in the. Well, no, Hammerbite had a. Yeah, Hammerbite was also indisposed for a lot of his own episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he got he ended up with the best figure too. Ah, <laughs> uh, Cyberverse is good. Uh, I think I think that's all I had listed for topic stuff. So, uh, anything else you guys want to touch on? We might have passed over. Transformers wise or do we think we hit everything
1: I think we hit everything
0: then uh then let me just throw out the one other most important thing that was revealed today is is the most important toy news uh, of the 21st century uh profit director Destro from the I forgot what it's GI Joe classified uh Destro is already coming out and they're already doing another Destro and I know how how that could sound have you guys seen profit director Destro though yes that's, that's with, not
1: with a leopard print cape and no, money it's off. not a
0: le- it's not a leopard print cape. Look at the sculpt; it is just a decapitated leopard.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess like, I just saw the box picture and didn't didn't see the
0: all four of its paws are sculpted on that cape. All right, then. He's also got vapor wave reflective sunglasses and a wad of burning money. Like he's he's perfect. It's it's the name though, because that that leopard skin collared red jacket, gold head Destro has happened before, and that's a lot of words I just said. Yes, and I always thought like, well, that's funny, but like I always I prefer normal Destro or Iron Grenadier Destro as my Destros. I like Destro a lot. Destro is like one of my favorite ideas from GI Joe because he's also technically a merc. You know, he's. He's he is an arms dealer who happens to work with Cobra a lot, but he, he is not Cobra, at least in the good G.I. Joe stuff. I always hate it when they lump him in with Cobra. Uh, to call that, that Deco Profit Director Destro, to cap it off with sunglasses and burning money, I'm going to quote myself on Twitter, it's the best name slash Deco combo in the in the 21st century of toy history. And it was mentioned to me, what are you saying about RotGut then? And I'm saying that RotGut came in second place and you should still be proud of that. But uh, boy, howdy. Profit Director Destro. It's weird how they're making a G.I. Joe toy line and it's like there's already, there's already like two Destros for me. Like I'm kind of hoping we get a Destro every wave because like I'm happy just collecting Destros, honestly. Uh, So I, I had to highlight that. If you've not seen it, please look at it. Uh, it's very good, and uh, I I can't believe that they're also just making a sculpted accessory of a burning wad of money. That that's there's a lot that we can unpack about that. I'm not going to go too deep on it, but uh, I wanted to I wanted to give that its due. Uh, anyway, we've got I got a, a listener question slotted in here. Uh, to kind of cap us as, off, as long,
2: just real quick. Well, as, as we are off topic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of eating Mattel's lunch here. Um yes. Well, in this well, not Mattel, but other toy companies. Um yeah, uh, Power Rangers Lightning Collection is just doing like a box with every Psycho Ranger.
0: Yeah. Is that Is that <laughs> confirmed cuz I saw that art and it looks real, but I saw it mentioned there's there's still a small chance that could not be real cuz I hope I hope it's not real because it's like friggin it, I mean, I hope it's real in that they make the Psycho Rangers, but like I bought two of them. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm i pretty sure I saw something where they apologized for like, yeah, we
0: know, but uh, like um, this is what we okay. had to do. Like, I get it. It's, it's still a young line, but like, I hope that the apology means it's like, we're going to really try to not. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I can accept it with Zed and Rita, because it's like, there's, there's ways you can tweak Zed a little bit. But with the Psycho Rangers, it's like, they got to all look like the ones I already got. Maybe you give them different effect parts. I don't know. TJ, did you ever pick up blue or red Psycho Rangers, or are you all set for the five pack? Oh,
2: I am. I am geared and ready
0: to go. Yeah, I, they uh, are good figures.
2: <laughs> oh, so I have heard. Yeah. But also, like, I really don't want to dive in on a team, even if, if it's the Psychos, unless I'm going to get the whole team.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Like I look at that lineup and I go, "Okay, where's Silver?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what? There's going to be a whole lot of solo blues and reds out there to be repainted to green and silver. So. This is this is absolutely true. <laughs> like I've seen that set already. I'm like, no, you know what? That's right. And like, because I'm getting over the part where it's like, oh, I have to get two figures I already got. Doing a five pack of them, that's excellent. Because that, that is the first five pack that that line is getting. And if they can actually do five packs, Lightning Collection is going to detonate as oh, far as yeah. its ability to perform. Mm-hmm. Like, literally any team is viable. Yeah, and and they've al- the thing is, they've already done the sculpts too. Cuz like Psycho Red was packed with Lost Galaxy Red. So the Lost Galaxy suit for a dude at least exists now. Uh and that's be- always been the thing about Lightning Collection, which is like, yeah, they're jumping from team to team, but that also means they're getting suits done. They're getting suit bucks done.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they've already done like uh yeah, they they already did the the uh god, the Magnet Defender yeah. So like that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, okay, we do a female sculpt, and then the whole team's done. Well, magnet
0: was magnet defender shared with the in space suit. I honestly don't
2: know.
0: He's, no, no. no. Yeah. So they still got to do in space, uh, male and female, I think. Because they did they Lost did, Galaxy. Thought they did in space red. Did they do in space red? I'm losing, so,
2: I'm so losing track of Lightning Collection at this point. I
0: think, I think they might have, no, 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 I think they did, and, but I remember I got confused because I mixed up In Space and Lost Galaxy when the Psycho Red 2-pack came out, and I was like, oh yeah, it's him and the In Space Ranger, and then when I got it, I was like, oh right, that's Lost Galaxy, that's Gingaman, and, uh, and then I got confused, and then also Wave 3 of Lightning Collection, kind of, I never saw it so i got really confused it just it was just the other week i was trying to i went to find a list of lightning collection to go like what do i have and what do i not have and uh everything i'm missing is pretty easy to get when it's not lord draken i don't know if i'm ever going to find lord draken uh because my amazon pre-order got canceled But oh, who knows? Uh, wait wait for the two-pack with the ranger slayer but I'm already getting the rate. Oh no! It's because my Rangers Slayer pre-order actually went through. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the five pack thing for Lightning Collection. C- good lord, if that can if that can hit and if that can keep happening, uh, then that line has like yeah. W- what was Legacy Collection? Who's Bandai? Never yeah. heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> Because Lightning Collection is is a line I've kind of I've kind of stared at going like, do I actually want to collect this whole line? And then every time I open up one of the ones I've had kind of chilling out in the box because I I only really open them one at a time. then I'm like, oh wait, but these are also really good figures for Hasbro six inch. These are probably short of some Black Series figures. I would say they're probably the best six inch stuff Hasbro has going on right now. So yeah, I do kind of want to collect all these because <laughs> it's uh, it's right up my alley. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that Psycho Ranger thing. It's good if they if they acknowledged it, then then hey, I'll get over it. Uh, I got to find the right green paint now because silver's easy enough. Silver's easy enough, but green is is complicated. And then the moment I paint it, then they're going to announce a two pack of silver and green. So it's like it's my uh, responsibility to paint it so that that happens.
2: And then you're gonna then you're gonna take off everybody who already has the
0: green. That's right. Uh. This is reminding me also that Kickstarter I I I filled out the the survey for it recently so I also got board game Psycho Rangers coming Psycho Rangers man like they're they're having a year cuz the uh, Heroes of the Grid board game next expansion Rise of the Psycho Rangers they built entire modes around the Psycho Rangers cuz there's some good dev diaries for that where they're like we tried to figure out how to like not just make the monsters or not just make them an unbelievably hard boss fight, yeah. and like, like, how do we play around with the space of having like a team of villains? It's really cool what they did. Yeah, they came up in uh, Beast Morphers too. What? Someone just okay, don't tell me, but I re- I just got tagged while we were recording. Someone saying, "Uh, you might want to check on some Beast Morphers asap."
2: And oh yeah, cool stuff they did. They did really cool stuff
0: in the last episode that came out. I don't know what it... I, I saw... This isn't the Gavin episodes, right? Because I saw clips of those. Uh, like
2: this is, no, it's not It's not the Gavin episodes. This is, uh... No, the, the last have? stuff... The last stuff is, like, endgame stuff. Like, they're leading... They're ending, they're coming up to the last episode.
0: Do I, need to, like, do I need to, like, watch up to her? Or can I just jump into whatever the last episode is that apparently I need to look at? I mean, do you know the basis for the series? Not a ton, but I watched clips of the episode with Austin St. John, and I got the impression that there is a very interesting take on the Morphin Grid that they're doing. I
2: mean, you you could just go look at what's going on right now. It's like, you're not going to be lost or anything. It's just like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. Oh, man.
0: Because also there's I've seen one thing which is a shot of the credits from the finale, and I'm seeing a certain name in there, and I'm like, yeah, what? So, oh, boy. I'm, I'm, yeah, I gotta check it out. I gotta check it out. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, Power Rangers. Power Rangers is fun right now. Uh, that Heroes of the Grid board game, I gotta play it solo again. I tried it solo. Um, when lockdown started and it kind of works when you tweak the rules a little bit the two player rules so I gotta, I gotta do that again with all these expansions I have got from Kickstarter uh, anyway I should bump along to that listener question Uh, this is a listener question from Blackhawk Omega it's actually a couple questions uh, who says, yo, I don't have any humorous way to refer to you guys. That is fine and valid. What are some things that Transformers do today that you really appreciate? Uh, Black Hawk Omega is grateful for things like spring missiles and, uh, action features not being really present on Generations anymore, and even more so that certain parts on figures and, uh, on weapons with tabs and other connecting points tend to go unpainted so they don't scratch or chip. So uh, this, this this is part of a multi part question here. So what's one thing Transformers do today that you really just appreciate, Aaron? I
1: Nothing. think the oh. um like the the beginnings of the combat system,
0: like the five were, mil
1: everywhere, were, were a good like five mil everywhere that there were accessories that like hey this is at least for the larger ones hey this is a shoulder thing and theoretically you could put that on anybody's shoulder. Yeah, like the 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 shockwave, like the shoulder arms, gun things.
0: Yeah, like, that that shoulder connector system yeah. just existing on everybody.
1: Yeah. Now they've not done a ton with it, which makes me sad about it. But um, that 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 is there. It appears to be
0: carrying forward. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm so good. happy. It's like that that kind of that kind of skeleton of ports exists in Earthrise. Mm-hmm. Uh that was really good to see. This reminds me actually, um, someone on Twitter, Pepper Friend, was uh mentioning like uh going back, thinking about old third-party armors like Meb-Suda and Mechbuddha, like the things that would clip onto classics primed, like give them a combined mode. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like, um, in this case, it was Earthrise Prime seeming to make a really good kind of core torso. And I was like, yeah. And, like, the figures right now are so covered in ports and little pegs. Like, it feels like it's a it's a perfect blueprint to just start making weird third-party armor sets. Yeah. And I think it's a bummer that, like, it seems that that whole, uh, the open market on that kind of creativity has kind of, it's not closed, but it, it's it's cycling around, and we're not with it right now. Like no one really seems interested in doing that. Um, so I'd love to see people taking more advantage of like just all the ports on these little on these guys and the little pegs. The effect part pegs, I think, are like the secret sauce mm-hmm. uh, that could make something really happen. Uh, TJ, what's uh, something Transformers uh, is doing right now that you just appreciate? And, uh just just for
2: starters, I will back up. Uh blackhawk and they go like i am so happy they don't try to force missile launchers into any everything
0: yeah i speaking of someone who who likes the idea of missile launchers when when you can't maintain like really good chunky tolerances on those things they just become this like actually dangerous liability to your face
2: yeah yeah they're the things that are most easy to lose on a figure as well you know, not only because they are small, because they are
0: attached to things that are prone to forcing them away from you. Yeah, and, and often when you look at a toy, it seems like that's just when it wants to shoot you, too. It's like, mm. oh, yeah, eyeballs. pretty
2: much. <laughs> like, I got to thinking about that the other day when I was like, I've got all six of the Classic Seekers. Do I really want to go for all six of the Earthrise? And I thought to myself, okay, one, these are all going to be released within a year of each other, so the design aesthetic is actually going to match. But two, most importantly, they're not gonna have massive missile launchers hanging off their shoulders.
0: Yeah, they got just nice skinny null rays. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it's definitely a thing. Also cause on, on, on ones like like on some of them, like the missile is part of the sculpt of what I see as the weapon in total. Yeah. And and it's like you can crack those things open and pull the springs out. It's just like I don't I don't want to do that every time. <laughs> That's a bunch of work. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to feel obligated to keep the spring in a baggie labeled with the figure's name so its spring is with it. And if I don't do that, I keep the missiles with the figure so I know whose missiles go with what. Because a lot of missiles tend to look the same. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Wait, is this one
0: the one with the nub or the one with the tab? Like animated Starscream put shark faces on his, on, on his missiles? Yeah. And that was great until they repainted them a bunch of times, and I had to remember which color shark faces go with which ones. S- is that the gray one or the silver one? You'd have to look right. at the translucent plastic color on the chest to figure out which yeah. missiles it matches. and um, Yeah. And that's very much not an actual problem. That is a problem for people who want the exact missiles to stay with the exact toys. It's just, that's my own thing. But, uh, TJ, yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel ya. <laughs> and I, I back, I back Blackhawk, too. Uh, did I mean, you want to throw back, in a- back, Well, I'd back you guys, too. It was,
2: like, one of the things I really like right now are the, uh, the, th- the, three millimeter ports for effect parts. I love. I, I like the, I like the effect parts that you're getting with the little minifigures. I like the ones you're getting with, the, like, Omega Supreme and all that. Or, I wish they stuck better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the the gummy stuff is uh, it's a little freaky because it sounds like some some folks who who did some climate testing inadvertently found that like that gummy plastic does a chemical thing to hard plastic. Oh boy! Ooh, where the gummy plastic doesn't disintegrate, but it 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 itself like leeches something out of the hard plastic. Mm. I didn't I didn't catch all this straight, but apparently it's like don't leave those things plugged on was what I I heard. huh Put them on for a photo, then take them off. Is what I heard. I am less the same thing I do with pants. Uh, Yes, about pants, and also, yeah, I would say like at least with effect parts, it's not like they're a thing that's like so critical to the visual of the character. It's like, but it has to stay on. Uh, But it it was worrying to read that. I cannot remember now the full story. This is something I caught on my phone, like. uh, You you say this, but I also ha-
2: we're also going to have an Optimus Prime that is begging to have explosions and flames coming off of
0: his e- every part. This is true, but you know you can you can always just glue them onto him. <laughs> Disgusting. You can I mean blue tack also is is doable, a uh, poster putty, but no it's it's some weird thing and it's I don't think it I don't think it's universal, but it's like I've heard of this with other. I mean, I'm going off of, like, real half-cocked memory here. Uh, it's it's something to do with, like, the properties between some soft plastics and hard plastics and how their chemicals mix when they are left <sighs> pressed together under pressure and in certain climate conditions. And
1: Yeah, I can see the materials issues because soft plastics generally are more likely to have, like, oily substances to them, and that could leach into the hard plastic.
0: Yeah, and, and the the thing it's the, and, the key and- point i remember is that the soft plastic was not the part that was damaged. Yeah. Uh which at the time surprised me and taught me a thing about plastic uh which i then forgot. <laughs> but I, don't don't be freaked out or anything by the way, I'll throw out there like just if if you if anyone out there knows more about this or maybe is the person who said it cuz i literally can't remember anymore, like share in the thread. Um what you know but uh yeah uh effect parts other than that yes they are very cool and i'd say like yeah other than other than dead optimists like you don't have to leave them on a figure either just put them in a bin uh or you can be like me who meticulously keeps them stuck onto their battle battlemaster so i remember which battlemaster came with which color and shape effect part because i have a problem um and I should answer this question too. I never answered the question, did I? Mm-mm. What are some things Transformers do today that I really appreciate? Uh, there's lots. What's one off the top of my head? Uh, I am uh, big on. I am big on how a lot of conversions just feel like they, even when they're a rote conversion, at least in generations, studio series, especially though there are a lot of times where not every time a lot of times where a conversion that could be very rote and very textbook like tries to do just a little something just to keep stretching its its legs like it always feels like i'm reaping the benefits of the the teams who've worked on these things for decades especially uh doing their best to stay interested in how that translates into into me staying even more interested um it's weird to think of examples, but I mean like Siege Sideswipe, for instance, having those extra little panel folds into his backpack. Like to mm-hmm. me, that was a really cool extra touch of like, this didn't need to happen. This could have just been more jank on his arms and leg panels. But the fact that like, no, we're gonna have that fold into the back, because that hasn't really happened outside the masterpiece. Mm. Uh yeah, you you
2: when you talk like that, um what comes to mind is like Titans return top spin.
0: Yeah. Yeah, or like, dude, yeah. literally, no f- he he flipped and stood up.
2: Yeah, and that's <laughs> all he had to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there's there's no reason to actually develop that transformation, and it's like I still absolutely love that toy.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it that that's something I really enjoy when like something could be as as straightforward and textbook as possible, and like steps are taken to make it interesting. Uh, I think I've, I mentioned this, a lot of the the more kid-oriented Transformers of the last five years have had that too, where it's like, this toy is kind of a brick, and it's kind of just a gimmick with limbs, but some of those gimmick with limb toys have really cool transformation steps, even just one or two steps, where you're like, that's clever. That's clever how that thing flips from there to there. Uh, and and to me, again, like with, with one-step changers, some of them are just fascinating what the one-step is. Uh where where it feels like folks who are working on all of these toys are like, even on the simpler ones, they want to do something to just keep their interest level up. And it translates into, into, you know, being more interesting than, than it could have gotten away with being. Um. Anyway, second question from Black Hawk Omega, what are things you miss or want to see again? Uh, even if they never fit right, Black Hawk Omega would like to see sticker sheets, a la Generations Whirl and Roadbuster because they were pretty sturdy. Otherwise, uh, John Warden is hyped to hear that. Let me say, <laughs> this is a funny joke because John Warden was the one who liked doing the sticker sheets in the first place. Uh, so, Aaron, what do you what do you want to see again? What do you miss?
2: Um, I, I don't think I'd go with the sticker
0: sheets. You don't have you don't have to you don't have to. I respect <laughs> well, the sticker sheets. The, the, la- the
2: last
1: one was was back in the play. I'm going to say sticker sheets have never been. Been a a thing I've terribly appreciated. At least the Hasbro ones—they were always such like the old school paper <laughs> sticker,
0: foil stickers. Those were better than the newer crap. I'm um, I'm, I'm I'm not going to go off too much because it's that's that's just that's uh you know our fourth podcaster block out Mega's. That's that's their particular one. Yeah. Uh, um.
1: But for things that I would like to see again, um, I do it. <sighs> It's tipping, I think, back the other way, but um closed panels. Yeah. Like the higher end toys will end up with them and I think I think part of it's they're also just changing the way that they do some of their like assembly steps basically, so that or transformation steps so that some of the things before that were big open panels, they're now just like totally the back of the leg. Where it's not quite as bad as like some of them. It was like the sides of the legs. And it would just seem really obvious that like, oh, you've got the shell and still from the front, you can see, oh, his leg is totally hollow versus they've been maybe better about moving that hollow area around. But I just like to see more things that cover it up or fill it up or or hinged parts that the hand comes out of rather than not.
0: I think that, that actually comes with the whole thing of also not doing the rote approach, because I think we ended up with panels for a while because the rote approach was forearm, open panel on forearm, flip fist out, close panel on forearm. Mm-hmm. And then when that was not as affordable, plastic-wise, for all various historical reasons, like now we see things like, we've we've mentioned it before, like on Earthrise Starscream, the way that the arms extend not by doing a slider or anything, but by like half-double-jointing their own elbow joint out, from inside the forearm, which then mm-hmm. leaves room to have a fist sort of appear during that step. Uh, and it doesn't have to be a dedicated little door that the hand goes into. Um, nothing wrong with those doors, but I, I I get way more into the approaches that, like, accomplish a clean forearm without the door. Uh, it's, it's very exciting stuff to me. Uh, TJ, what's something that you want to see again in Transformers that's not around right now? Something I thought had a lot of potential,
2: but they only ran with it for once for one toy line. I thought, okay, this this was a cool concept that could have gone somewhere. Um, I missed the original take on Cyberverse. Yeah, where you have Legion class toys and uh,
0: b- basic slash like current Legends scale toys. They they were Legends back then. It was Legends and Commander. Yeah, or the two uh, Cyberverse mm-hmm. things.
2: Yeah, well, it, it was well. Legend was what we call them before. Then it was Legion. When we went to so, s- oh, you're right because it's, le- it's it sounds nearly the same. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was Legion and Commander. Yeah, yeah, but they were basically old legends and current legends. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was cool. It was, like, it was basically just the mini the same toy line miniaturized where. They could get away with some characters that were, like, one-off every now and mm-hmm. then, and they could, uh, you know, they you know, this was, like, small and affordable for kids, but it was also, really, like, really nice to just have a lineup of scaled characters on your desk or something. Oh, yeah, and, I, yeah. <laughs> and, like, they were small enough to where you could have, like,
0: play sets as a viable thing. Yeah, play sets mm-hmm. and vehicles, and, and... <sighs> Now I'm remembering just my old thing. They they also cracked the formula with the the Legion size cliff jumper from Prime Cyberverse. Oh my god, that was that's still the best Legion figure. That figure was beautiful, yeah. and i I remember even when I would try to talk about it with, like, I'd mention it to people literally working at Hasbro, where they're like, "Oh, I don't really know what, what it does differently." I'm like, "Oh my my dudes, how do I communicate how like you cracked okay. the formula in Wave One of the second Cyberverse series and it never came back again?"
2: Okay, okay, like, okay, seriously, that was a that was that that Cliff Jumper had more articulation than Deluxe's, yeah most legions
0: were like four points maybe six points this was like more than 10 like i to the, nowadays i always wonder like did the person who work on that like was that one of the other team members who like we, we haven't heard their name they didn't get an interview and then they like moved on to something like like a like an alex k or something like that like what's <laughs> cuz it's just it it sticks out like that was in the same line as like i don't know like legion arachnid for instance who was okay but like, better than the deluxe. Yeah, better than the deluxe. But like, there was there were some Legion toys alongside Cliff Jumper that were like just pull out arms and legs, ball jointed shoulders and hips. That's it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there, there was there was and and uh, like Prime, I I think it's weird to put this this way, but like the original Cyberverse series for Dark of the Moon, I felt was like the, a really cohesive one that was really exciting. The prime one was consistently filled with way more interesting figures, but like there's something about the Dark of the Moon one that I really like is like the Grebel of those movie designs downsized really well, mm-hmm. and it made it made some of those characters I think like work even better. And like yeah, the, those lines were so good, like just a full two two size class with vehicle larger class like like micro system, uh that played really well and like and I was down on that stuff when it came out because it replaced my beloved scouts. And and a lot of the Cyberverse commanders just ended up being like nearly really good scout toys that were like slightly smaller. Uh yeah, that stuff was good. That was that's some good nostalgia. If y'all if if Cyberverse has somehow not been on your radar if you're like a newer fan or younger fan and like it just wasn't it wasn't there for you back in 2011 or 2015. Like like look back on that stuff. There's some really good stuff, and th- some of those play sets even were awesome. Like the the Dark of the Moon uh, trailer playsets. Uh, some of those were really fun, mm-hmm. especially because those were movie characters flying around play sets, Which is like like mm-hmm. movie Starscream with a personalized vehicle looks a hundred times funnier than a Seeker with a personalized vehicle because he's already just like a, a weird like triangle man with bird legs and now he's flying a truck or something like that. <laughs> uh the prime one though. oh those vehicles for the prime one the, the driller uh yeah. the, the giant optimus mech suit <laughs> like
1: <laughs> oh god that thing that one is still kicking around upstairs because i
0: have like it's so big. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. And and some prime toys only ever had like the insecticon and uh Ironhide Trailbreaker. Uh Cup, or not Cup, uh, Ironhide Trailbreaker. Um the is the specific one, but him and the Insecticon were kinda like Cyberverse exclusive, very solid toys. Uh that I would have loved Oh, this is now we're just talking about a conversation we had already. I was about to say, I would have loved to see those get upscaled for that weird end of prime era when they upscaled some Cyberverse toys. Yeah. Mm. We spent months saying, you know, there's still an open window to do this. <laughs> I remember this now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because we uh, wanted we wanted a decent sized hard shell. Yeah, and like, Huh, and that Trailbreaker would have translated so well. Ah, anyway. It, oh no, the one that the one it was was uh, breakdown because
0: we were like, he didn't get a Voyager. Oh right, because he had a, he was a Legion toy, and they they had specifically upscaled the Legion ones for deluxes. Yeah. Oh no, but then they did two commanders. They did Prime and Predaking as commanders. Yeah, they did into Prime Voyagers. and Predaking. Mm-hmm. But they
2: were like, yeah. why 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 don't we get this character who was like a major character in the show and only got a toy in Japan? Why not just if you're upscaling things, upscale this one. Do something.
0: Anything, please. Yeah, and then that it turns out that the upscale line was like by the time we'd seen it it was already done, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, no, this was this was just to test a few things out and like we like it's over already i remember for a while i was like yeah you just got to do another wave and and you'll have an upscaled abominus and it's like yeah but no like it was literally it was literally we don't
2: we know the last wave barely makes it to stores anyway we really don't want to put a lot into it
0: yeah and i was like i I, you know i appreciate that but oh man (laughs) (laughs) uh Anyway, yeah, uh, my, my my own thing actually was going to be uh, that I really miss the Scout class of the early 2010s, and it, it you know, st- the stuff that that class did shows up here and there, but there was something real specific about these... Literally smaller figures that were so good. The, the scout class from the, early, the late aughts through the early 2010s was like just consistent hits out of the park. And I, I still love those figures a ton. And, uh, and, you know, maybe, maybe that's why pocket scale third party stuff became so cool, uh, was coming off that energy. But, uh, you know, the, 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 the dude who turned into the little hot rod car, um, breacher, oh, breacher, like just, these these really cool um, smaller scale, but not smaller engineering figures coming out on an official level was super cool. And uh, they, like I said, they still happen here and there. But it bums me out that they're not scout class proper, and it bums me out that the scout class keeps coming back as stuff that kind of sucks. Because uh, <laughs> I'm like scout class. Oh, it's half alt mode people, and, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. You're talking about. You're ta- you're talking about like a really adventurous size class that they had for a while too, because like those yeah. were, that was, those were the scout class where it's like okay we have both a biplane and a toaster,
0: yeah yeah we had a biplane a toaster a hot rod car an armored vehicle a motorcycle another motorcycle <laughs> uh this, yeah it's really cool I mean that's also where they just did like also here's frenzy and rumble turning into tanks. It's like, all right. <laughs> uh, anyway, that, that's my answer to that one. Um, oh, Black Hawk Omega also misses <laughs> Legends class figures doing characters who weren't mini bots and smaller characters. Yeah, it's that's basically yeah, Cyberverse. That's the conversation we just had. Uh, anyway, uh, last question here. Um is, when it comes to collecting and choice of characters, how do you deem who is essential among less seen characters in terms of representation in generations? Is there any character you feel you'd need in your collection to go with those bigger names like Optimus, for example? Would you say you'd need to have the recent Earthrise Grapple and or Hoist or their eventual repaint, uh, retools Inferno and Trailbreaker? Uh, thanks for answering. I'm also that one other guy who is fine with Combiner Wars Skylinks. Solidarity. Um, I'm gonna put in my own answer first just because mine's real kind of dead easy uh I kinda of don't have a system for deeming essentials among less seen characters. I'm just happy to see them uh and uh, granted that comes with like a habit of tending to just collect most everything uh in a generation's line but for me, it's like, I, you know, I, I see them and I'm happy because there's so many less seen characters that I don't really like to tier them that much. Because then I, I, A, I don't make decisions about the toy line, but B, like, whenever we see anyone who's not from 84, 85, uh, specifically, I just go like, all right, sweet. And even then, when we get, like, the backgrounders, I'm just like, hey, cool. <laughs> if they're from 85, then that means that another character is going to come out as a retool, and he usually does. But, uh, yeah, i i I just I just pick up whoever looks cool myself. Um, Aaron, I feel like we're kind of in a similar position because it's like we say we tend to pick up what looks cool and also just tend to pick up everything. Yep. Uh, so we don't like. Do you feel you have any kind of um character tiering or character essentialism thing, or you not, lean towards anyone? Not really. Like,
1: not as individual characters. Yeah like second or third rounds of a mold will generally be um like if it's good deco or maybe if it's been quite a while since I've gotten that mold and nothing else is around is like my determining factors yeah. but those are both kind of very fuzzy knobs that are very much like that plus how much retail therapy would help Aaron right now as <laughs> as an as as like the third knob in there that gets balanced
0: Yeah, and I mean, that's also entered into it for me with, like, I'm not, like, doing backflips for Grapple or Inferno, really, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, hey, that means, uh, this is something I had to teach myself, is, like, if I don't just grab the whole wave, then, like, I can just grab the ones that that are still chilling out when I just really want to buy something. Uh, And I guess one could say, well, how do you determine which ones you buy first? And for Earthrise, it was kind of like, well, which ones seem like they'll surprise me with the engineering the most? That's why I went for Starscream over Grapple, but that wasn't really a character determination because, like, I'm not like, oh, I want Starscream. I'm like, I want to know why other folks who seem to be as dead on this as I was are kind of into it. It sounds like it did something really cool. Um, TJ, I don't really like. I'm thinking thinking about your own collection stuff. Like, do you really with with generations like pick characters over other ones for any real reason, or is it kind of similar to what we're doing? I mean it is fairly similar.
2: It's okay. Uh, th- there's obvious priority on like, if it's a brand new mold or if it's like, uh, a character who hasn't had a modern figure. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. those like things like that take priority. Um, for the most part, I just kind of like to touch on everything in some way. Like, you know, if, if it's a brand, you know, if it's a mold that I'm missing out on, I want to, Play with it. I want to see what it is like. If it's a character I haven't seen in a long time, like I want to see how it turned out. And a lot of it's just like nostalgia driven. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I, I like, of course, like I'm a trailbreaker guy, so I'm eager for the new one. And if they do some weird diaclone repaint that I have no nostalgia for, eh, no, uh, no, I'm. I can do without, you know, like we just talked about tiger track, like he looks really cool in vehicle mode, but he's going to be in robot mode. If he's on in my collection and then then he's just yellow sideswipe. Yeah. Doesn't do anything for me. So that's a skip.
0: Yeah. I'm just thinking if there was like, if there's another way to take this question is like who, like if we see a character reveal like tiger track and rotor storm, for instance, and like how we react to them, like, Oh, thank goodness they did tiger track or like tiger track. Yeah. But I mean, but even even then, I'm kind of like it it it's gonna it's immediately gonna extend outside of eighty four eighty five as far as like me really wanting to to push for characters, but it's just entirely like you know there's there's no real governing factor other than I want it, I guess <laughs> uh yeah. like quote unquote, I want it is kind of my reasoning, like with Supreme, it's I want it. I can't really like make a case that isn't me making up a whole bunch of fiction about mega Supreme. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, like, what we saw now is, like, Rotor Storm looks neat, you know, it's not a character I'm attached to, I never had the original, obviously, never was mm-hmm. in any fiction, mm-hmm. but there is a cool novelty to a Euro G1 getting a modern toy, and yeah. the fact that he's got three cockpits in robot
0: mode makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, uh, yeah, once you pointed that out, I was, like, already warming up to him more. Cause I'm like, yeah, your head, your head's wrong, but like this cockpit thing is. I like that it somehow got even more ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there's two cockpits on him that are completely useless. I I, I think there's like another way one can take this because I've seen the question asked before is like when a new toy is announced and says, "But do we really need another insert figure?" And I'm always, I, I'm a real stick in the mud with those conversations because my immediate I you know it's a thing I immediately turn to is I'm like, well, we don't need any of them. Really, we have yeah. hundreds of copies yeah. of all of them, but there is a, det- a way, a conversation about determining, like, you know, could they, should they have done this or should they maybe have leaned another direction, which I think is valid. It's just like, it's absolutely not my wavelength, really. So I, 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 I never really have anything to offer to those conversations because I, I wouldn't, I, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm offering something, I am trying to use empathy to assume the role of someone who cares about that stuff more than I do and, and, then I'm not, I'm kind of, I'm kind of being disingenuous by doing that. <laughs> so I, I kind of just check out of them. Um, now I was going to say, if this is if, like, if one were to take this more about like, you know, selecting what toys to pick up, one of the small bummers about us answering questions is like the three of us are all in our own ways still kind of glum monsters when it comes to transformers. <laughs> so it's less about like. With with mainline Transformers specifically, it's, it's a little bit l- less about, like, you know, I'm going to pick and choose out of Wave 1. It's more like, well, I know I'm getting Wave 1. I guess I'll get the one that seems exciting first, but I'm probably going to get the rest of them. Like, that's yeah. sort of our pattern. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a bad thing. It's just, like, yeah... I know people on Twitter who put a lot more thought into like selecting which figure they're going to pick up right now and which one later. I've, and I tried to do that with Earthrise by kind of just going like one per size class um, for just three size classes, which was which was neat. And also because I I just figured like wave one will be around for a while. But yeah, we're we we are very much a trio of glom monsters when it comes to Transformers stuff on a, at least a mainline shelf. So. Uh, there are, there are a lot of good conversations to be had that, like, between the three of us, we all give a similar answer. <laughs> uh, anyway. I hope that answers your questions, Blackhawk Omega. Thank you for sending those in. Uh, it's always fun to talk about that stuff. I like talking about toys. Uh, and, uh, just to close up, a little bit of off-topic talk. Um, Aaron, did you do anything off-topic? Uh, uh I've
1: gotten quite a few things off-topic.
0: Well, good lord! What have you done?
1: Um... So uh, for my birthday, birthday gift thing, hey, it showed hey, up. I think.
0: Hey, hey yeah. H- happy birthday! Thanks.
1: It's like a month late, but you know that's okay.
0: Hey, it's always yeah. your birthday when someone says it's happy yeah. birthday. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So uh, I meant to talk about it in our last episode, uh, and then spaced it. But uh, Alfie got for me a. Part of Apollo 11's heat shield. Oh, just that. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, it's it's about the size of a Rice Krispie. But it is certified. It's, it's mounted on a board inside of a thing that it came off of a plug taken out of the heat shield from the Apollo 11 command module Columbia. That is cool as hell. And she was like... Is th- like beforehand she was like, Is this something that you'd like? And I was like, Uh yes. What you know me. Why would that be a question? So Wait, um, Aaron, you, you like space stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> actually. Um so we're still looking for a nice like display box for that to go into. Uh the other kind of neat thing that happened is uh she a while back had ordered my wedding band for me and oh, I that saw has this come in. Yes, yeah. so so my wedding band is from uh flight hardware off of an senior 71 a Um the paperwork that came with it detailed the part number and the aircraft number. We looked up the aircraft. That is also NASA hardware. It was NASA's research senior 71
0: Jiminy Cricket. For people who don't know, so, the SR-71 is like, if Aaron could have an airplane as a pet, mm-hmm. uh, that's the one. Very much so. Um,
1: and that, that was yet another one of the things. Like, would you be okay with this? I was like, yeah, it's titanium, which is badass anyway. It's <laughs> off of an SR-71, like, the the um, shock control nozzle, so the not the not the nozzle on the front but it's actually like the the afterburner ring looking thing it's one of the it's out of one of those feathers in that is what this came from so um i got that too
0: i like i like this the just the sentence in in the vacuum it's titanium which is already badass anyway yeah i mean <laughs> okay
1: gold uh whatever platinum uh titanium. Uh, gold,
0: gold known malleable metal so malleable you can chew holes into it with yeah. your human teeth can you can you dent titanium with your teeth go ahead give it give it a shot um yeah so so that was a, a a bunch of
1: nice stuff that aaron got and then uh just this week my water heater decided to stop heating water so aaron got to buy a new water heater
0: oh sweet you got one of them
1: touchscreen models that can run your kitchen no no nah. it's 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 hiding down in the basement and um <laughs> factory installed base heat level was 118 degrees by my thermopin and i said that's not nearly hot enough and then i turned it up and i think i'm gonna have to turn it back down some because like used to be i'd have Are about- you have uh,
0: <laughs> you having spicy showers
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> so so i had the first shower and it was i mean it was warm you know it wasn't it wasn't a cold shower like i'd gotten the day before um so i got the water heater and uh previous water heater i had put in shortly after moving into the house and i remembered fighting it down the stairs with a friend getting it all installed just some jank hardware in there but hey it, it, had, it had done its job for a uh, 12 years or so, and it was like supposed to be a about an eight or nine year thing for most water heaters, I guess. Which is kind of BS because it's make water hot. I don't see the moving parts of it, but whatever. Um, but where I had the water heater set before, I probably had about uh, I'd, I'd say about a twenty to thirty degree range of the of the knob. That's like this is the good shower range. Less than that's too cold. Beyond there is dragons. You know, Um, and so like I took my first shower and it was warm. Alfie took her shower and she's like, yeah, it's not nearly warm enough. So went down and cracked open the panels that say, hey, don't touch this unless you've turned off the power. So I went and I turned off the power and then I found out I have to turn off not just the water heater's breaker, but also the dryer's breaker because there's leakage across those breakers because this house's wiring sucks. Um, And then like turned those knobs. Okay, I think think that's about where I want them. Button everything up. And then uh, took my shower this morning. And what was that like 25 to 30 degree range is now like a... Maybe a 10 to 15 degree range of acceptable shower space. Mm -hmm. And it was very... and, And like stacked on top of where that used to be. So I put it where it... Or it should go, you know, and then let it cycle because it's upstairs and it takes a while for that to get through. And it was, like, much more humid in here than it normally is. Hmm. And then, like, tap the hand in there real quick and like, yeah, no, no, that's not what we're doing. That's scalding. <laughs> Back it off some and then, like, test it again. It's like, no, that's too cold. And then, like, try and find that right range in there. So... I think yeah. My, my 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 project tomorrow is going to be uh, <laughs> throwing all the breakers back off again, cracking those panels off, pulling out the insulation, and like turning those knobs back. Alfie loved it. She'd she's she'll take a three minute long boiling water shower and be happy. So i was gonna blast um, the
0: layer of skin off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she. She'll come out of that shower, just look absolutely flush, like she just ran a couple of miles. Was like, you okay? She's like, good shower. Good shower. I'm like, yeah, the air's chewy right now, and I'm two rooms away from your bathroom. <laughs> Did you turn on a fan? She's like, no, it's, I just wanted it to be hot in there. I'm like, okay, do we need to get a sauna room? Oh, that'd be nice. It's like, okay, well. It's a
0: line to walk. It's a line to walk. It's like they, There's a lot of folks who like it hot. Some people like it lukewarm. Most people yeah. like to think they like it hot. Yeah, And then then they try and they're like, oh no, no, I was wrong. I was wrong. My hubris. Yeah. She likes
1: those hotels where
2: you can just keep turning it hot until like the knob falls off. (laughs) Oh man. I mean, at that point, just like install a
0: hatch in the water heater. Yeah. Yeah, You just get in, you know. (laughs) I just got briefly nostalgic for hotel showers. Yeah,
1: yeah. Remember, you could go to hotels and see people. You you'd,
0: you you could go to what you knew. Yeah. Uh, what a weird, what a weird year. Uh, well, congratulations on your water heater. Thanks. Uh, I hope the adventure is fun. I hope you are very clean tomorrow afterwards. Got to got to sample some more showers. Uh, TJ, anything off topic on your end you want to throw out there? Yeah, I got a couple things.
2: All right. So I guess to uh, wrap up things for the current Common Rider series, I got the zero two upgrade unit.
0: That thing looks so freaking cool! <laughs> All uh, the yeah. stuff it does.
2: Yeah, it it's the kind of uh, it's the kind of upgrade attachment I'm really into. It doesn't
0: bulk up the belt too much, but it adds a l- really different look to it did did you know i didn't know the front i didn't i never i never got the zero one driver i just watched demo videos i never watched the unboxing parts so when bandai put up their video showing off that thing and they just pulled the front off the zero one driver i was literally like that thing where you slam a fist on the table and you point at the screen and you just scream the letter a for a few seconds because <laughs> <laughs> i was like i didn't know you could just pull the front off
2: and just stick this thing on? Yeah, it comes detached when you buy
0: it. That's what a bunch of people told me. and I, More so, a bunch of people said, ah, d- distinctly clear who never bought the, the original driver. And I was like, correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was doing a, a little backflip. I was like, that's so freaking cool.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I really dig everything that, that, that this piece does. Like, the new noises it unlocks... The new effect it has on the belt I love like when the whole thing is in when you've got your you've unflipped the thing to create like the outer layer and you've got you've got the key in and you're staring at the center of the belt and there's this chrome layer and then below that there is this triangle opening and below that is the lens of the belt and below that is the icon that lights up from yeah. the key. Mm. It's yeah, like I'm d- it's just descending through all these layers of tech
0: yeah the, the way it layers up and doesn't look like junk uh, is is just such like you know you had to go through stuff as a company as a development team they had to go through stuff to get to that point the way that it doesn't look Super bulked up, like like you know, like you know, I like the build stuff a lot. I think the bulkiness actually kinda fits the aesthetic, but also yeah, the build driver when it has three things bolted onto it looks ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm -hmm. in in a way that I I like thematically. But this thing is a is a moving multi-sliding apparatus attaching to another moving multi-sliding apparatus that also just thematically forms the number two out of some of its panels. Yeah. Like like it's mm. really cool what it does. Cuz it doesn't just clip on, it's it clips on, slides over, and then when you insert the 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 cassette, it slides back in a different formation that drops off panels along the way. Like it's it's very cool. Mm-hmm. And then it says it's never over at the end and I'm like, "Hell yeah, it's never over. Justice <laughs> is never over."
2: <laughs> I mean, for yeah. like this is, this is my, like, final gambit-type transformation. Like, <laughs> that's a really good noise.
0: Yeah. No. And, and I've seen people saying, like, oh, is this the final form? You know, and I'm like, you know what? It probably isn't, but it, this is a new era, and I like the idea that Ain't... in a new era, we're not going to final form big. We're going to final form, like, sideways. Well, here's the thing. Here's what occurred to me. It's zero two. 2 yeah. so, Like, we're thinking of this,
2: like, it's based, he, he's a company president of a tech company. This is number two in the product line. So, of course, yeah. it's going to dial back to the original
0: and just improve on it. And it's also, but, like, it's, it's really blatantly, like, also, it's rider number two. He's got red gloves. He's got red, like, he, yeah, he's got red gloves. He's
2: got the extra silver on his arms, the yeah. silver stripes on his arms. He's got the scarf.
0: Yeah, like, it's it's just really cool. It's really it's it, I like how it does not like it's a weird thing with with not all the rider fandom, but just a lot of the, the noise of the rider fandom. Spe- mm-hmm. like, and Toku fandom can do this, but rider fandom specifically is always like being annoyed that something follows the pattern or being annoyed something didn't follow the pattern. Like that's something I tend to notice as a pa- as, as a pattern of, of reaction is either ah it's the same or when it's like this hey this isn't a real final form and it's like oh boy <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, there's some
2: ru- I think there's some rumor that there might be one more form like it like for the final episode but
0: and you know, if they, know. if they if they if they pull a kuga and have a one episode final form like holy crap am I down for that too. I mean like, that also
2: just kind of plays into like we're going back to the, the beginnings here.
0: Yeah. Uh by the way, good show. If folks out there want to watch some good common rider, the current series very good. Also fascinating now because it is a show that has had to adjust for a sudden global pandemic.
1: Yeah, so they've had,
0: what, like, four episodes, five episodes that are quasi-clip shows? So they had two clip shows with new narration that tried to use, I think cleverly, used existing footage that was on, like, you know, green screens or a white background with characters' backs to the camera to make it look like new footage. That was a recap, and then they had a comedic recap I still haven't watched with Fua. But then they had an episode I haven't watched the newest episode yet, but uh, my buddy Jeeg was taking some screen caps and pointing out that like you're you're already seeing the first version of how they're having to cope with this in the new episode there were lots of shots where characters were talking to each other but only one of them was ever on screen at a time and they were talking just past or straight to the camera so that you know no one was ever sharing the set mm-hmm. It's fascinating to me that like they're conti- like I've heard the rumor that they've lost 3 episodes due to all this which is understandable that that would happen but it's it's fascinating to me how they're just trying to keep pushing along and like I think it is going to impact some of the visual quality of of what's left to go but like it's going to also I th- I just get the feeling it's going to it's going to bring out some really in the moment creativity that you know th- this show specifically I feel it just it fits together well um, the only bummer is I hope they get to finish the story as as they were planning to. that's they must by now the ending must have been penned, and I'm hoping they can stick to that because the story is also just so good. Like yeah. the the story of machines having uh life and demanding that that life be respected is like one of my favorite themes in general. So the literally the way that the 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 robots wake up and activate is like take off towards a dream. I'm like, oh my god. That's my thing. That's that's all precisely what I would want. Uh so yeah, I, I highly recommend uh Common Rider Zero One. It's very good. Uh okay. anything else you want to talk about, TJ, off topic? Uh just a little bit more. And I kind of mean
2: that literally. Uh I, ex- <laughs> I well, I expanded my uh Geo uh Craper collection.
0: Oh, you got some more of them geo crapers.
2: Yeah. And when I, I have to pause and make sure I'm saying that right. I keep
0: thinking it's Geo Scraper, because right? it feels like that's what it's supposed to be, but it's not. I, I, I keep saying something else that I won't repeat, because that's but, how it's yeah. spelled. Because it's spelt like, because I said it last time, I'll say it again, because it's funny. <laughs> it's spelt like Geo Crapper. <laughs> like it's <laughs> a toilet for planets. <laughs> uh, but, oh, so you, so you got some more of it, though. Got some more city uh, stuff.
2: Yeah, like as long as I was ordering from HLJ, I figure, okay, they're like six, seven bucks per per unit. So, uh, you know, that's cheap enough, and I've had fun with these. So some some added skyscrapers get added to the town, and uh I've added Tokyo Tower. Excellent. Excellent. Of course, I I feel like that has to be added into any Tokyo landscape, even as inaccurate as this one is like it's Tokyo Tower so of course it's Tokyo no matter what now yeah. and what i've what i've concluded is that i found out i found out that even though everything kind of works in like universal uh, scales and like dimensions and lengths and everything i can't have like one panel crossing over two platforms it's like it, it's weird like the way that works is you get these black platforms black squares, and each one has, if you think of it as a two-by-two grid, then you get two-by-one pieces. Yeah. So, you can rearrange the buildings that way, but if you have two of those black panels together, and you try to cross over one of these building sets between the two, it's just a little bit too short, so it doesn't actually connect. So, it's it's a little bit weird sometimes to try and Angle everything to where you're like satisfied without having like, I don't know, like fifteen of these sets. So it's a little bit weird to navigate, but I've I still have fun with this stuff. I still like like, I still really like the mini photography that these allow. Yeah, because it's just like the every now and then I'll run into a toy that I've got was like the scale is
0: just perfect for doing something either funny or just awesome looking. I'd like to sometime I want to mess with that stuff with uh, even though like we, I think last time we figured it was like about an inch off or something. I mm. bet there's ways to take photos with Shoto Ultraman in a way that would work. Because mm. uh, Shoto and Shoto Ultraman has like, you know, three inch, four inch scale Kaiju basically. Yeah. And uh, I think, I think it, it could look cool. I think the Ultraman might look too big, but it still could look really cool. Um, I'm going to give that a shot sometime. I haven't ordered from HLJ in a while. I've just been writing out, like, candy toy pre-orders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cool. Um, Anything else uh, off-topic on your end? No, I believe that is it. All right. I'm going to touch on a thing I have not mentioned before. I picked this up. This is, I'm going to talk about a board game. That's my thing this year. I picked this up when Lockdown started, because this game is sold by Chip Theory Games, and their stuff is usually only sold on their own. Uh, or from their own site, I mean, like direct, uh, it's very high production value stuff with tons of like neoprene and poker chips, basically aside from the box, all their games are waterproof right down to the cards. Uh, and so this showed up on a Canadian retailer briefly and I kind of FOMO bought it. And then I sat there staring at it for the last two months being daunted by it. So I cracked it open the other night and gave it a try. It's uh, it's a game called too many bones undertow. So the first game they put out, too many bones. You get four characters and seven tyrants that you can fight with, like, tons of little monsters along the way. It's like little mini campaigns that you'd go on. Uh, Undertow is their more digestible size version, which just comes with two characters and five tyrants. Um, and a bunch of little monsters and stuff you can fight. But uh, it also comes with, like, a little campaign. Anyway, I picked it up because it's the small version. And... They sell lots of individual characters as well. Like, I think there's six total that you can buy individually. And the store, uh, Board Game Bliss, had one of them, Nugget, uh, available. And I'd read when I was researching this game that Nugget is a really good character if you want to play just, like, full-on solo just one character. Because you can play, like, up to four characters, and you can play as many of them as you want by yourself just operating them all. But these games have uh, they run-on encounter cards, and they have entire subsets of encounter cards just for playing with one character. So I'm like, I want to try this solo. So I cracked it open. I tried with one of the characters that's in Undertow, Duster, got my butt rocked, and also was trying to learn the rules as I went along. Uh, Tried again eventually with Nugget before I went to bed and totally eked out a win. Still got some stuff wrong in in retrospect, but I think if you you were to look into this game, like Undertow with Nugget is the most affordable way to just get the full experience with some variants on hand. I was playing some more uh, today while I was waiting for laundry to finish. It's a really fun game. It's like a dice builder RPG where you, uh, you have a character and your character sheet is a stitch neoprene mat with cutouts for dice to go into, uh, And then there's like, you know, there's a die for each skill you can get. And some of the dice are just counters. Some of them are a die. You roll with different effects. Uh, any misses are a bone symbol, which add up in a little line called the backup plan line, where every miss you get powers that little meter up and you can spend meter out of there to do like backup effects so that basically if you roll misses, they're still useful, which I quite like, uh, Really, the only problem with the game is, and I've noticed this across the two Chip Theory games now that I've played, or the three, actually, that I've played, their manuals are really good welcome-to-the-game manuals, but there's no actual manual at the end. That's the only book you get. So you get this manual, and it, it it's not a bad manual until you want to look anything up. Then there's, like, an index at the back, which shows you all the pages where a thing might have been mentioned. But then you get to a point where you're like, oh, do a stun effect. So I look at the player sheet. Nothing about stun there on the on the general, I should say, uh, reference sheet. I look in the book. I can't find stun in the book. Then I realize stun is listed on the individual character sheets on the very bottom right, but it's not in the book anywhere. And then I, another point, I get to this thing where I'm like, use a loot die. and I'm like, oh, I know I have two of those, but how do they work? I have to go to page 24 of the book manual. That's the only place across the entirety of the Undertow game where they list what any of the faces of those die actually mean, or dice actually mean. There's a chip theory thing where it feels like the rules are written by the people who have been developing and playtesting the game, but they're written in a shorthand that comes with playing this game like 24-7 for several months. And a lot of the times that there are holes in the rules experience, it's like, that's exactly the kind of hole I would leave if I assumed someone else knew what I knew. And it's a really common thing with their kids. Yeah,
1: I, I had a game like that a while back. What was that? Um, I think it was the first release of the Firefly board game. Yeah, yeah. That that had a bunch of that. That was like, oh no, I know I read that, but it's saying to do this, like to do the thing now, and you had to flip back like four pages, or what was the other thing? They they used a bunch of like Firefly verse like, lingo for a thing. And, like, you know, then you go looking for trouble. Okay? What's that that mean? mean?
0: (laughs) And then... Is there a looking for trouble die? Is there a looking for trouble table? And then
1: you, like, (laughs) flip around a few pages and you find out that, oh, looking for trouble is this other thing that's, like... You know, do you have the... the stats to beat this or with the dice roll or whatever but it was like it wasn't like then you go looking for trouble page 12 it was just like then you go looking for trouble after you've looked for trouble it's like what do i gotta go like (laughs) run around the house barefoot and see if i stub my toe like you you gotta go go spelunking
0: for trouble
2: no go find the actual board game trouble
0: Go yeah,
1: play that yeah. instead. Play yeah, got go to find that. I know I've got that. Does the Pop-O-Matic bubble still work? No. Crap.
0: <laughs> well, now you gotta look for Pop-o-matic. the game,
1: so we're good.
0: Yeah. Like for this one, it's like 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 I'll say I'll say up front, the game is worth it. It's worth the trouble. It's a I think it's a very good game. I'm really happy with it. Uh, and 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 the people who worked on this game are very active online. Like they answer questions directly constantly. The game just comes with this caveat that you have to be cool with Googling up answers online for edge cases. And when I say edge cases, I have played this game generously, let's say, five times in a day and a half. And I've already come across countless edge cases where I'm like, if I'm coming across this, this probably should have just been in the rule (laughs) book. Like, do you see in one of those in that last photo of my set of photos that there's this brown ringed poker chips with like wrecked wood on that raft mat? Mm hmm like those wreckage chips. That's where like a fish monster smashed the edge of the raft. So the logic for how they attack the raft kind of makes sense. Transformers TCG actually helps a ton because it's such a literal game that if a game doesn't present something to me and I use the Transformers TCG approach, usually that is the correct approach. But in this case, I was just lost because I was like, well, the way this works says they can't find one of my characters, one of my gear locks, which is a cool word. So they would attack part of the raft, but the only parts of the raft that this fish monster can see are parts that they already smashed once and have the the chit on. So do I put another chit on there, or do they double smash it? Do I stack the poker chip on there? And I went looking around, and then then I found one thread on BoardGameGeek where one of the creators said, Oh yeah, if their only target is two spots that already have wreckage, then the fish monster already has wrecked those two spots so they don't attack them. And I was like, all right. That doesn't seem like an edge case, though. That probably should have just been an example in the in the book, or like those loot dice. I'm like, if there's two, if there's a if there's a, a dedicated reference sheet with two sides, and two sided reference sheets for every single character, somewhere on one of those in this box, you probably should have listed the die faces on the loot dice. So it's just little things like that. It's all solvable. The game is worth the trouble. But it's like easily the worst part of of every game of theirs I played so far is there's no centralized reference point there's a centralized reference point that's incomplete in every one of those games uh. But anyway, too many bones is is super fun, and like I'm already, I played it because I was like, do I pursue this game further? Like extra characters, the original version with four other characters and seven other tyrants to fight, or some of the various expansions. Uh, it now I've now that I've played this contained version, like yes, this is a system I really would like to build on because it's, it's incredibly fun when it when it clicks together, um, and also it feels good. It's poker chips on neoprene. Uh, anyway, that's my off-topic thing I wanted to talk about. I played another game what we do in my apartment or only I exist Uh, thank you all for listening to the podcast that is the end of this episode Uh, we did shuffle things around a bit to make make room for coverage of this uh, fan first Friday because I thought genuinely I thought there's going to be more to it but then I'm like why I'd also just like to talk about this now because who knows what they talk about next week but uh yeah the the next episode I want to do should be an interesting little side project so just pretend that this is an even episode and that's an odd episode uh in the meantime Aaron uh TJ thank you for joining me once again on this fine Friday evening um and thank you all for listening we will talk to you again later I hope you're all keeping well and staying as safe as you can uh I'm just gonna say it wear a mask please if you are able it's better. It's. Do you want to? I'm going to quote a thing. Do you want a magic uh thing that will give you like a a eighty percent chance, greater chance of not catching the thing, Then like wear wear a mask? It's a, it's a wonder drug. Put the cloth on your face if you can if you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: there are now a ton of various character masks or interesting masks that you can wear. It was is an issue that Alfie had in the past because she could get chronic bronchitis at conventions so they were not so great masks now there's all sorts of things with different fits different styles there's a bunch of monetsy that look like people just cut the faces out of the like optimus prime voice changer Mm -hmm. that's what you want to rock keep it
0: thematic there's also face shields if uh, you cannot wear a mask there's there's many valid reasons uh that i have caught on that are that do not involve having a magic card that doesn't exist saying that some government body says you don't have to that does that's not real don't be tricked by that but Mm -hmm. there are reasons why a mask is not viable for various reasons uh and from what i understand that is where there are alternatives that do exist like face shields for instance uh, or, or various other things uh, I'm only putting this word out there because I think it is incredibly important globally uh, but even more important to what I believe is the core audience of this podcast which is folks primarily in in North America and Europe and Australia uh, where especially in North America is where my focus is because it's 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 a thing so uh hey the, the podcast says it's cool so there you, you know and we're renegades you know we're 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 the cool kids we uh You know, we don't go to math class, and even we're saying it's cool. Think about it. Uh, Whatever the case, please stay safe, and we'll talk to you later.